All right, so here we go. Uh, another wave knack. It's only been like what a couple of <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> in a strong minute. It's been a strong time. Uh, yeah, it has indeed, and good to see you guys. You know, it's been too long. Dino, uh, Starscream, do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a dinosaur, I'm a Brian player from the UK. I've uh, been playing since, like, Tag 1. Uh, but yeah, used to play a bunch of characters, uh, mostly just, just Brian nowadays. Okay, all right, succinct. Uh, yes, I'm Starscream, uh, similar UK Tekken player, playing since competitively since Tag 1. Uh, main characters is Aorang, uh, Kazuya Jin. Um, not so competitive nowadays, but I'm always in the background watching. So thanks for having us on. Ah, pleasure, pleasure. So um, yeah, guys, what are your general thoughts on Tekken 8? Yeah, I think it's, it's fun. It seems like a good game. Uh, I think the general graphics level that they've, in, you know, the level of care that they've put into it uh in, as being like a, a spectacular experience uh has been good i think the heat system is really interesting i don't think we have enough information yet on whether it's like as an underlying system how much of a sort of positive versus negative change it is uh you know it's really hard to tell over a really really short amount of time but it seems, it seems pretty fun. I think obviously there's a few things about it which could need tweaking at the moment. Uh, certain characters, I, I think there's quite a diversity between the characters who get super good stuff in Heat mm. and the characters who are just like buffed or more interesting or like, you know, there's some characters where you're like, oh yeah, that's fine. And there's some characters where you're just like, that is, uh, that is outrageously wild. Um, so, yeah, I think in general it's it's really fun. Um, it's probably, I think it's less of a uh, change from Tekken 7 than I thought it was going to be, because mm. a lot of the trailers showed new moves and new um, sort of and change properties on things, which, I, you know, makes sense from, like, a promotional perspective, but uh the i think the uh like a, a lot of it you can play a, a fair amount like that except you know the, the launches are still launches combo uh combos are often still broadly constructed in similar ways um yeah many many moves still have their same properties there's few, been few characters who've been super like reworked from the ground up but it's yeah, I think it's, uh, initial impressions seems seem pretty fun. Mm. Yeah, so just off the back of that, so I agree with most of that. I think it is really fun. Aesthetically, the game looks amazing. Mm. Like, I played it on the PS5, and every time, I don't know, just win, win poses, intro poses, I took the time to just stare at characters. It, it, it was, it's really visually impressive, so I really like that. Um, Tekken's always been, uh, what, what's the, um, what's the phrase we say, information check, mm. or a knowledge check. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much they can change the game um, to sort of reset a lot of knowledge that people have acquired over the years. Mm. So although you say it's similar to Tekken 7, I think it'll always, Tekken will always feel 
for Millie, I don't think you can really take it too far from anything else. So, um, with that scope, I do feel it feels like a new tech end, um, partly because of the heat system and partly because of the look and feel. Now, it might just be because it's new, so, you know, it's honeymoon period, but I really did like and feel the refresh of Tekken. Mm. Uh, and you're correct in saying there isn't enough, there wasn't enough time to fully check out the heat system and how it will play out long term. It's an interesting layer on top. Um, I tried, you know, starting around and going straight into heat to see what that means. I tried preserving it as some sort of comeback mechanic to see what that means. Um, but it was hard to find an optimal way to use it. I mean, I've seen you guys have all seen the combos that people mm -hmm. are doing. Uh, using it in combos seems very creative. It's very fun to do that stuff. But I'm assuming like that's not the be all and end all of, of heat. There's a lot more that we're gonna have to learn uh, as the game rolls out. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, I'm somewhere in between because like on the one hand, it yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, you know, it's it, and its base it feels. Um, it's familiar, as Dinosaur said, and I think that's both a positive and a negative. I mean, Tekken's always been a super iterative series relative to, like, I don't know, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. It always sort of builds upon the last iteration. Um, and I guess going into Tekken 8, judging by that initial trailer, we looked at it and thought, well, okay, well, this seems radically different, right? And I remember in the initial sort of interviews that they were having, uh, with Harada, he was saying, well, you know, everything is different from Tekken 7. I mean, there's a quote, something to that degree. I think it was an interview with IGN. Now, maybe it was a mistranslation or something. But I think that sort of set up my expectations in a way that perhaps weren't realistic, you know? I mean, like, with, with Tekken, you have these characters who've had their animations built up over literal decades. It's like, look at King's animations, for example. Like, how could you just scrap that all, right, and rebuild anew? Um, so, yeah, it does feel very familiar. It, it does feel like Tekken 7 at its core with a few mechanical tweaks and then heat on top with this lavish graphical update. Um, but having said that, it is also, I think, like, objectively, the biggest shakeup on the formula that the game's had since Tekken 5. Like they've, huh? never, they've never really done this much in a sequel, so they are yeah, really trying to shake things up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, tag is obviously a very transformative change, but that's also something that it's there it wasn't like you know tag two was the first tag game, yeah. so you're basically like uh, the main the main mechanical addition to tag two is tag assault. That was the thing that that hadn't been. And again, that's the uh, that's the sort of uh, typical change in any Tekken, which this one also has, but it has a bunch of other stuff as well, which is that you change the combo extender mechanic. Like that's been what they've been doing since Tekken 5. It's like Tekken 6 is bound, Tekken Tag 2 is Tag Assault, Tekken 7 is Screw, and Tekken 8 is now Tornado. But it's just, you know, in any way, it's just uh, every time it's simply a combo extender. And the heat system is also a combo extender, but obviously it's quite an expensive one. Mm. And uh, you know, not one you're going to be using all the time in the same way that you'd be using like bound or screw. I mean, in general, I feel like 
the heat system is in some ways a attempt for them to split the combo paradox mm. because on the one hand like uh, combo people complain about combos in uh in in tekken and most fighting games but tekken especially i think a lot they're just like oh this isn't real fighting you're just showing someone in the air blah 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 mm -hmm. people complain about them a lot but also they really like combos um the like the the juggle system has got more lenient like game after game after game like the amount of electrics you can hit in a combo for example you know go back to tekken 3 it's like you can get three and it's quite difficult you get up to i mean we're up to tekken 8 i don't know how many you can get in a combo like nine 15 who knows a lot a lot it's got like all it, the juggle walls and wall system has consistently gotten you know, more lenient pretty much game after game uh because people do actually you know you've got a i think and this is a thing with fighting games you've got to listen to what people say but also understand what they mean because often people don't want the stuff that they say that they want so the combos have gotten bigger and bigger and easier and so on but also people do complain about them a bunch. So I think the heat system in a lot of ways is an attempt for them to bring the sort of excitement and you know feeling of being in control of combos without necessarily uh, like, but still feeling like uh, the uh, there's a, a level of interactivity to it. So people don't feel like they're just being helplessly carried from one side of the stage to the other. Um, so I think they want, they wanted that like sense of control and that sense that it's your turn, but they wanted, they didn't want to have that in like a, a strict combo sense. Um, and they wanted to, to tilt the move more, the, tilt the game more in that direction. And yeah, I think that's, that's it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. I think it's, um, I think it's probably a good idea, but obviously this has to be led onto the fact that, yeah, they, they, people love the combos. Most of the combo starters and stuff in Tekken, with a few exceptions, are still there. Mm. It, the combos are still the optimal way of playing. I think that sense of, yeah, control and aggression and so on that you get from a from a combo, they're now trying to put that into the heat system and make that accessible to everyone because the heat system is very, uh, is, is essentially automatic. Yeah, so I'm still not. I'm not sure if I like the the fact it's automatic, right? I I, I guess I come from an era where you don't um, reward people that for losing. You don't have, really have comeback mechanics. So the fact that the heat system is given to everyone is is good from that aspect. It's not a comeback mechanic um, for you getting your ass kicked. It's everyone has it um, from the from every round, and then you choose how you access it. Um, but just to go back to, to what Arya said, I, I guess one of the things I'm trying to work out is if Tekken 8 feels like um, familiar to or similar to Tekken 7, or it just feels familiar because it's Tekken. Because even from Tekken 5, the system doesn't really change. As Dino mm. says, um, they, they change the combo ender or extender. Um, in Tekken 7, they introduced Rage Drives, Rage Arts. That was about it. So I'm thinking, is it a matter of this feels like Tekken Seven, or it just feels like Tekken? Is it is is it just a, a familiarity with Tekken, the Tekken system that we've always known since Tekken Five, even Tekken Three, that the system is still similar? Um, 
So having the heat system on top of that, I, I think they're trying to put a, a totally different layer because it is multifaceted. You can use it in combos. You can use it as, um, you know, to buff moves as, as an aggression me um, mechanic. So maybe that's them trying to finally add another layer, um, which wasn't present in previous Tekken. And you've seen Harada and, and Murray go around screaming aggression, aggression, the name of the game is aggression. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe from a spectator's point of view, um, previous Tekkens have really been rewarding to the defensive player. You know, if you sit back and defend, um, you know, you, you, from a spectator's point of view, that might be seen as quite boring. Whereas now with the heat system, um, you know, with the chip damage, with the aggression, with your buffed moves, you want to get into that state and you want to, in theory, you want to get into that state and you want to push your moves onto them. You want to be aggressive, you want to be in their face. So I guess that's where they're trying to take it as well. Yeah. Aggression is, is an interesting word that they've they've been pushing. Um, and certainly it, it is much more of a brawl than Tekken 7. Um, I think... Um, I, will, I will say one thing. It's also just a, like, it's a, just like a new game that uh, the um it's it's you know it's still pretty similar i think but also uh like there's been no chance to defensively optimize this game in any way every right. tekken right. is wildly aggressive and right, when it first comes out no one knows what's going on right um uh, uh, to, you know to at least some extent so it, it, and that's that's the other thing is that like if we talk about things from like a, a balance or an interactivity perspective, like it's super hard to say because it's like, as I said, it's like it's, we, we've played for like, a, well, like two days in my, from my perspective and like four from you guys. So, um, and yeah, and no one's good and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, so oh. it's, it's, it's hard to say that the, the, how the flow of the, the matches actually are. I uh, yeah, I, I I I don't know if 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 aggression is perhaps the the right word to describe what, what's going on here. I think maybe active is a better word because all the changes seem to be um, focusing on removing sort of catch-all safe defensive options and or at least weakening them and encouraging the player even on the defense to be more active like and the best example of this is the backdash um which does feel a little bit more weighted and a bit slower compared to tekken 7 and it varies from character to character which is also interesting like some characters are quite um and quite similar uh, in that respect to tekken 7 but like king he doesn't go anywhere and that that's clearly an intentional choice but what is across the board, a buff to the movement system and defensively are sidesteps. They're clearly better than before. Um, and I think that's the way of, of, of the developers saying, well, you know, we, we want you to get in there. And even when you make a defensive choice, we want you to be active and thinking about what you're doing. You can't just, you know, safely backdash and in tech end, you can block while backdashing and, you know, fish for whiff punish opportunities. And, for block punishment opportunities. I guess they just really want to um, force interactions between the players. Yeah, you're, you're constantly engaged mm. because even to do a defensive option, you're not creating space. You're just yeah. creating whiff opportunities, but you're still right right there. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, so I, I see that, and I did feel that as as playing it. But I did again, maybe it's because it's new and everyone's just mashing buttons. But just the heat system and the moves that seem, you know, if you're in the heat and then you do a heat engager and dash out of it, you're at plus. So it's still your turn. Yeah. So things like that. Um, you guys might have to, because we might have to, again, because it's just the CNT. When you do the heat burst, are you at plus? Yeah. If yeah. they block the heat burst? Yeah. So again, yeah. so. Plus, but with a bit turn. of pushback. So, with a bit of pushback, but a minor advantage. Like, like plus, it seems like plus two or three. Not huge. At the wall, it's stronger, but a heat burst does leave you plus. Yeah, see, so just those, just those two little bits of getting into heat and using the heat engagers really does force, well, it's still my turn which again the implication is well i'm going to press buttons i'm going to it's now you that has to work out a way to defend so i do think when they're when they are saying aggression or aggressive they really do want you to have an advantage from pressing buttons from forcing your moves on the opponent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that yeah yeah um i think with um heat engages especially because they leave you tremendously plus um those are some of the like Tekken's never had a sort of hold the mix sort of situation which you which you see in like 2D fighters all the time. In Tekken, there's generally there's always like it's never a binary option, you know, crouch or stand. There's always something else you can do. But yeah, no, with heat engages, it's, it I seems think ball ballerina. Sorry, ballerina spins in oh, yeah. uh, Tekken Seven. And like to, to a certain extent, stuff like uh, running threes in the old games, which was notably something that they changed. Mm. They changed in Tekken Tag 2. They changed um, running threes from uh, 17 frames of guardable advantage to 10, or whatever it is. Is it 10? I think it's 10. Mm. Um, but you know, so it's still a massive advantage, but it's not like you literally can't move or you can't low parry lows. Like, but, but also, like with, with the running threes, you could sidestep, right? So you only yeah. you only force to take the mix if you block that, right? With the heat engages on the hit, like that, that's it. You're in that mix, right? So um, to, to me, they, they, they're slightly different. And that's another thing that I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of that 50 50. Can you be good at guessing? Is is, is that is, is that a valid question? The whole 50-50, mm -hmm. it's a full guess. Can you be good at that? Can you skill your way out of guessing? You can read opponents, yes. Uh, and maybe that's what we're going to have to learn to do with Tekken 8, you know. Um, once Paul hits you with his death fist and runs in, now you're going to have to work out... I don't know, you're going to have to see visual clues to see if another death fist is coming or if his heat smash is coming. Or is it just a, a, a literal guess you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. I always like the fact that you always had something at your, you know, in your toolbox. I, you know, you could side, you can mini sidestep here, you can backdash, you can backdash sidestep. Like all, all those little things, those nuances that meant you can, they may have the advantage, but they used to have tools to get out of it. Whereas, as Arya said, it now feels like, well, now you have, you, you're gonna, you're forced to take this mix up. You're forced to guess the 50-50. And because I feel like you can't be good at guessing. I want to be specific there because you can be good at reading opponents, but just guessing, mm. I, I feel like it, it might do the game a disservice. Did you see what I mean? This is this is the criticism that Ni nee had about it. He said the game often boils down to a, you know, 
a very sort of binary decision making like he said like cross or circle right so it's just <laughs> you know and that's not as interesting as you know well generally there is an optimal defensive option but just the fact that you have options just allows more mm -hmm. player expression fully agree I think I think the main thing is that like it, I mean like I said in Tekken 7 there's still stuff like this so I mean the to some extent the wall crush mechanics um are also just things like Kazuya's old while standing for the punches like the one that he had before they changed it into a wall crush because again they were obviously trying to experiment to see what they were going to do with you know, he engages in things such as millions of, you know, super plus on hit. But I can't remember how how plus Kazuya's while standing both punches was when it was still a ballerina spin. But that's basically a 50 50. You can't get out of down back or uh, down back two. But I think it's the question that in order to land Kazuya's while standing both punches, he already had to have made a choice, which was to go for that move. And, you know, from a 13 frame while standing, you know, it's, as a 13 frame while standing Punisher, he obviously should have, if he knew it was going to hit, he should have done Twin Pistons. Right. If he was, uh, if he was using it as a counter hit move, he should have done Electric. So there's lots of different choices. And what that move did was it sent him off into a branch where he gets a strong guess. But there was always another option to hit. And I think that's broadly true of like heat engages. They are mostly moves where there's a, you know, there's always another move you could have done instead. I mean, and particularly because, as well, that's Kazuya, who's a character who's got a lethal 50-50 mix-up. The other thing is that, like, there are characters where they're, even when they're at plus a million, they're not that threatening. Right. Like, I think Zafina's Rage Drive is a classic example here, right? Is that she, you know, in Tekken 7, she goes like, and then you're just stuck there for a <laughs> like a, for a minute. You're just both you're, you're C standing there staggering backwards. You're standing there staggering backwards. You're minus seven hundred and sixty-three. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the number. Um, and like she can get unparryable lows. She can do whatever. But the thing is that like none of it's actually very damaging. Yeah. Like none of it actually does very much. She, the main thing she can do is that she can, like, that does damage is that she can, uh, like, go for her mix-up between the, the silly mid thing and, and the snake edge, but that's obviously seeable. Like, I'm not saying that people don't get hit by it when they're stressed out or, like, uh, but it's, it's, it's clearly seeable. But that's the thing is that, like, even being at a million doesn't do a much, doesn't do much for that character because she doesn't have unseeable, dangerous offensive options. Yeah. Like, really. Um, and that's the same thing with like Steve's back one two sort of, you know, he has to spend space dashing in to get down back three two, mm. eh, a bit. But um, but yeah, even in like uh, quote unquote fifty fifty situation, I mean they're not really quote unquote, they just are. Even in fifty fifty situations, like those a lot of those fifty fifties are still weighted towards, uh, you know, they're still weighted towards the defender because. Tekken lows, even in modern Tekken where they've uh, buffed a lot of lows and they're all really good now, they're still much weaker than mids are. Yeah. The holding back is still fairly good. Yeah. And the, the other thing about heat engages is that there seems to be 
at least in the in, in the CNT build. Maybe they'll change this later. But there's no buffer period during a heat and during the heat engage or run. So it's actually really awkward to do something like a hell sweep straight up after a heat engager. Um, I tried this a few times with Kazuya, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I just get like like a down four four or something. I never got the hell sweep I wanted. Um, this might change though, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Similar to was... I couldn't get I couldn't get um heat engager running just frame skyrocket. Um I had to do yeah, I had to do like a mini sidestep to yeah. Uh, yeah, so you just sort of lost the lost the momentum. Yeah, exactly. You just quickly so you said yeah. I guess the difference in because in Tekken seven, those scenarios that are forced fifty fifties are far and few between, whereas now in Tekken eight that's a game mechanic. That's everyone has that mm. irrespective of what their archetype is, because his archetype um, with his strong 50-50 meant it was really favorable for him to hit while standing one plus two mm -hmm. because it put him in the position he wants to put the character in, right? Right. Whereas now, it's every character now has that. Uh, so it's really part of the system. So there's no getting away from it. It's, it's what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, yeah. the other part of the equation, though, with, with Heat is that it's not just the 50-50, but everything you do is chip damage. So... Like with law, yeah, you like you know you get your heating agents. So you run in. It's like not much for 50-50 between a down back three and you know, a down forward one. But like generally, you can just start tapping away them with jabs and down forward ones and pressuring them. And before you know it, you've got a big chunk of white health. Uh, that's what I did with Jin as well. Like when I was in heat, I just turned into Tekken four, just two one, two one, two one, two one four. You know, sidestep, right? And um, before you knew it, a few one, two, three, one, two, four, like, yeah, like half their bar was white. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on chip damage? Because it, like, it's clearly a huge part of the game. And it's here to stay. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm not sure how that will play out over the long term. Um, in the matches that I played, Maybe I was, I was maybe because there was so much going on, I, I wasn't paying too much attention consciously to the chip damage to see how much it affected gameplay. Or maybe I just didn't play people that were good enough. So sometimes um, they died, and it didn't feel like the chip damage was the cause of their death. It didn't feel like, wow, um, I was about to die, and I managed to recover my health, and that was what made the difference. It was hard to find those nuances in the games that we play, and, and we'll see them as, as the game plays out more. Am I a fan of chip damage? Uh, I'm not against it. I'm still open-minded about it. Mm. I've seen Claudio's running two. I've seen Asuka's forward forward one plus two. I've, I've seen the ridiculous stuff. Um, but even those, even those things, I need to see them more to see how it plays out during real matches. Uh, so a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, but again, it was people that didn't really know how to defend or didn't really know what to do against it. So when you're seeing those kind of things, yeah, it can look overpowered. Um, I want to see how they play out on the in the day to day. I didn't get enough. Um, I was too busy worrying about other things. Uh, when I was playing Harang, for example, uh, I was attacking someone. I was pressing every single button, and I was seeing the, the chip damage do all that to them. And I felt bad for them, but then I'd kill them anyway. And I was like, well, in this specific case, it didn't really make a difference because they were going to die anyway. So I, I want to see. How it plays out. I want to see the nuances when, when the game's up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I've seen a bunch of, like, because I, I remember seeing a thing on Twitter of, like, someone being like, Harang's going to be a nightmare in this game, or someone, I can't remember if it was, like, JBCR playing him or something. Speed and it was someone getting well. pushed into the wall. Yeah. Uh, there was someone getting pushed into the wall, and then they just did, like, a bunch of uh, Flamingo stuff into Flamingo Jab, and 2-4 forward, and all that other kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, right before forward. Like the looping. Just, like, yeah, and plus, plus stuff. And uh, the person just, like, stayed there blocking and guessed wrong and died. And I was just like, the hunt, the, the, exactly this, like, this is a, just a 100% attack in seven round. Like, you would have been just as dead. Like, it's not, a, and, and people are like, oh my god, Warang, he's super obnoxious. No, yeah, he is, but he was, like, in the same way in the other game. Like, this is just someone who doesn't know how to defend against Warang getting killed by Warang in exactly the same way that he used to. And uh, I guess um, it's yeah, the difference is in Tekken 7, if you're up against the wall and Aorang's harassing you, harassing you, harassing you, let's say he just harasses you with mids and highs and you don't know what to do, so you're just blocking. You're not being punished, so you have all of your energy. Whereas I guess in Tekken, in Tekken 8, theoretically, if they're, if you're doing the same, the energy's going down. It, get, it can get to the point where all I need now is one hit to actually kill you versus Tekken 7, where you still need to take their entire life on. But I, I guess that that's the difference in theory, right? Yeah, and yeah, and, and, I, and I felt like the, Sorry, you go yeah, and I felt like the the characters sort of built around chip damage, like ostensibly Jack and, and Claudio. Um, like the whole game plan is built around chip now. Like Claudio's like running two, running two, running two. Like get a heat, um, like get hit, connect it. Now you're in heat, and you know. Brick of white damage, now you're in a 50 50 because Claudio, your life, because Claudio has a health sweep. Um, and Jack and Claudio felt a bit overtuned. At, at least, you know, it's very hard to say because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a CNT, we've a few days with it. But the characters who were built around Chip seemed very overwhelming. So maybe that's uh, the level, right? Maybe that's the layer. Maybe it's about having the heat in there and the chip in there so that characters can now literally be built around this new mechanic. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is that I think it's really hard to tell with, uh, like, Claudio and, and Jack, again, we're like, is this the heat making the difference, or is this just that these characters are just, like, really wild in this version of the game, you know, that we've got at the moment, like, Claudio is a, is a very much feels like uh, someone who wasn't quite finished. Before they <laughs> balancing, yeah, the downboard one to jabs, yeah, that seems like um, an oversight. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just that's, that's just weird. <laughs> like, um, yeah, those characters just seem like super, super powerful uh, in ways completely independent of whether you know you could take Chip out of the game. And I think Jack and Claudio would still be like obviously incredibly powerful in this game. Not, I think Claudio being the the biggest uh, offender. I think the chip thing is 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 mostly cool. They have, I think there's obviously examples of moves where it's doing too much. But I think people who will just like uh, take it out of the game's rubbish. I think this is way overreaction. A, I don't think it's as I said. I don't think a lot of the time it's transforming the game that much, unless it's from, you know, the aforementioned crazy moves. Mm doing too much and b 
I want to see the exploration of, I think, the other thing they want, which is, yeah, as you said, I think interact, sort of activity, interactivity, I think these are really good ways of looking at how they want the game to be seen, is that they want the game to be more of a tug of war of the life bars. Yeah. And they want, because the thing is, if you get chipped down a ton, what you can do is you can get it all back. Yeah. You can pull all that. And the same thing, you know, I think this this also speaks to like the combo thing. You, you lose white life in combos. You can gain that back in heat. You can gain it back um so you should be like a, what they want is for you to be aggressively fighting back and forth over your the control of your life bar and that hitting people will give you unrecoverable damage as it's standing but comboing or getting block damage will be recoverable and your heat is not simply a aggressive resource for you to uh like beat people up with but it's also a resource for healing yourself yeah. Um, which is another reason why perhaps you don't want to spend it at the beginning of the round. Hypothetically, you might be wanting to do that now uh, because, as I said, with certain characters, they, they seem they seem super wild in heat. Um, I mean, they're basically just Claudio. I don't really know anyone else, but Claudio, I think, is uh, I think probably oh. the the biggest example here. Yeah, the, the way the way Chip changed the game, it, it sort of makes it. Tug of War is a good analogy because it's instead of two distinct life bars, it's more like there's one giant, to a degree, one giant shared life bar that you're both fighting over, which is quite interesting. Um, I haven't seen any other fighting game do something like that. I mean, for me, Chip is the most mechanically innovative part of the game, and I'd hate to see it go away. Uh, just the fact that, I mean, I, I think even with the CNT, I, I um, you know, I was having some of the shortest rounds I've ever had in the Tekken. Like, you know, just, just get in there, activate heat, blah, 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 dead. But also some of the longest, because, like, if I got hit in a juggle, I, I could recover quite a quite a bit of that back. I got a lot of timeouts in the CNT, but I also got a lot of rounds that ended in under, like, five seconds. That's cool. That's dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that... So are you a fan of the of the chip? You you want it to stay? You you, you felt you feel it does add I, enough. I feel it adds a, an interesting layer of strategy to the game. Yeah, I I think you know on a move to move basis, obviously it needs to fine tuning. And one thing I would like is for the UI and just the general uh, like the the user interface and this, the user experience to more clearly signpost to the player that you have accrued a lot of chip damage because sometimes i just wasn't even aware it just kind of slipped by maybe it's just a lack of awareness maybe it is because we are playing tekken 7 with a bunch of new stuff on top and it's hard to you know um, tune myself to this new system but i think the game could be doing a better job of communicating to the player that yeah, you've accrued a bunch of chip damage. Um, maybe I don't think having a, a white and yellow life bar maybe is the best idea. Maybe chip should be in a different color, but it's it, from a glance, it's hard to see how much chip damage you've received. Flashing life bars or something like that. I think that's how they did it in previous Tekken. Mm. Have like a little flash or something to indicate something's happening mm. up above. Yeah, I think my, my main my main issue with it is at the moment is simply that like. There are lows, there are chip moves which are doing like as much as fairly powerful lows. Like, 
is that they are the primary mix-up, you know, they're, and they're obviously going to be infinitely more rewarding on hit than they than the lowers. They're often faster. Uh, some of them are mids, mm. like uh, there. I, I think it should be something that you have to work for, not like. I think it should be possible to get to chip people down and so on. I don't necessarily think you want to just be looping a plus frame rewarding move over and over, and then it's just going like junk, 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 junk like that, as we've seen in you rewarded? What do you mean? Something you have to work What's for. What's that? You said something you have to work for. What yeah, yeah. So you should. I mean, you should. Just, if you want to chip someone down, it should at least be somewhat difficult. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't be like out damaging like in in the case of like claudio as far as i can tell like his his stuff on chip like out damages his practical lows like his down four three isn't actually like his you know his his law down four three kind of string that that move doesn't do very much damage in tekken 7. like it does like the whole string it does like it does under 20 damage it's, it's really um it's like i don't even know what it is but it's it's not very much damage but like you can see running two, like running two is doing more than his most powerful low. Uh potentially more, right? It's that whole mm. bird in the hand, two in the bush jazz, right? So you've got guaranteed damage versus potential damage. If you don't do something about this, if you, you know, this is how much you're you know you can yeah. lose. And then that I can imagine puts a mental pressure on the person. Once we start getting familiar that that's actually happening, it puts a mental pressure on you. That I'm losing energy, even though I'm guarding. So I, I can't, I can't stay like this. Yeah. So I, I guess that's the thing. Although the low might, although the, the chip might do more, it is potentially more, mm. right? You, you can for it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that like with repetitive, um, with the fact that you can keep heat, the fact that it lasts for a long time. Like I said, you can see, you can see the interactions going on where it just goes like chunk, 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 chunk just goes like that is is happening fast you are quickly approaching death yeah. like you're quick, quickly approaching the point at which like a character like that can simply kill you with a poke low um and also the more chip damage you rack up the more valuable poke lows become even outside of a kill range situation because poke lows will eat the yeah. will eat the uh uh white bar uh, that will eat a significant chunk of the white bar away yeah. uh, once they're landing. And I guess that brings us to low parry. How do you feel about low parry, uh, Ezzy? Yeah, so... I do, I, again, because they've removed the screw option. Screw. The, the combo extender from low parry. Yeah. What I really like that they've done is I like the visual camera angle change when it looks you low great. parry. It makes yeah, very, yeah. yeah, it look, makes it very, very obvious um, that something has been low parried. Um, I, I guess with the heat system, with the combo extender, and with the changes in low parry, we have quite a few combo routes that we're going to have to work out now. Um, you have combos without heat, you've combos with heat, you've got low parry combos. Um, so for me personally, when I was uh, doing a lot, I, I didn't know what combo to do. I, I did some rubbish combos. So we're going to have to work on uh, low parry specific combos. Um, do I think it's a good thing overall? Uh, yes, 
Um, I think right now, it, it, with all the combo ways, all the ways to extend combos, I think air combos and all that's going to do too much damage. So reducing it for low parries, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of. Um, again, we'll have to see how it play, how it plays out. My combos are really rubbish in low parry. Once yeah. I low parry, because yeah, was, I did. I didn't really know. I wasn't optimizing I, I didn't them really either. Yeah. yeah, same. I didn't try to use heat during them I, I, once or twice, but it didn't feel like it was an, uh, an efficient use of heat. Mm. Um, but I, I do like it as, as a mechanism for just breaking um, their flow. In Tekken 7, you can, you know, combos are, you can, you can kill something like, you know, you can do quite a lot of damage from low parrying someone. Whereas now I, li I like the fact that they've reduced that. Yeah. I am. Um, well, just, just going back to the heat quickly I, I i like how it sort of rewards sustained bursts of momentum um and in in that respect it's sort of like a comeback mechanic but it's sort of baked into the actual game itself so it's not really but it's like it, it does mean that even if you are really low on health uh you know you, it is much easier in Tekken 8 to make a comeback, but not through like an overt comeback mechanic. Just that, like those mechanics are available at round stop. You know, one thing I, I do think could have a do with a bit of tweaking are, are rage arts at the moment in, in quite a few ways. Because, like, if you have taken a bunch of chip damage, the rage art not only deals a bunch of damage, but it heals you a tremendous amount. It's such a shift in the round, um, and they're awkward to punish. Like, like the uh, the the I don't know the guard duration or the the block stun is just awkward, and especially with some characters like like Kazuya, it's really hard to end the round if you've blocked a, a rage art. And I just think like just unambiguously make them really, really, really punishable. Like, I don't see the point of faffing around it. They used to be minus 13. Now they're minus 15. Just make a minus 763 and end the round. Because, like, the reason why the reason why Rage Arts are exciting and, like, you know, all those moments that they were used in tournaments, like, you know, uh, Kudans against Saint or, um, you know, was it Low High against uh, Owais Honey? Like, uh, it's because a rage art is an all or nothing gamble, right? And if you do a rage art and you, and you sort of weasel your way out of it and the round goes on, it's not very exciting, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, Dino. So, like, yeah, even in Tekken 7, there were like, uh, there were rage arts which were sort of weird and would cheat their way out of things like jack's one ends up with him 50 miles away uh it's not actually super easy to launch him with a lot of characters sometimes you have to take a gamble and like akuma's raging demon was a load of absolute load of bollocks <laughs> like because you have to basically rely on jump back midair three and you're like oh, is this gonna kill him or not and it, it sometimes it just didn't like it's exactly the, the you know the Tekken Seven uh, initial version situation where you have to ga gamble that whatever you know this twenty something damage thing is gonna is gonna kill Akuma, and made even worse by the fact that like 
angle changes meant that Akuma would just sometimes fly past and it would just be free. <laughs> and and all of that was just bollocks. Like, as you said, like, you should just die. If you mess up on a Rage Art, you know, I, I, I could give... I, I didn't mind Twarang's one in Tekken 7 because it came from the stance and that meant that it was almost, but not entirely, useless mm. as a Rage Art yeah. because you had to spend all the time going into Flamingo before you did it. So it was fine that it was safe and there were tons of characters to get around it anyway and blah, 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 blah. But, like, you should just, like, in this game, you can, everyone has the same, broadly the same kind of Rage Art. You can do it all the time. It's always made. You should always die. Yeah. But, it, I mean, there's a reason why they made that change, right? Because initially, it being minus 13 blew my mind because how I reasoned it was they're doing that because they want people to use it as a defensive as an ultra power crutch because aggression aggression or you know being very active sometimes you have to do your Hail Mary to, to get out of the situation and with there being no like rage drives um, then that is your 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 comeback mechanic that is what gets you out of um, most difficult situations so in my head I think that's why they're doing it because the, you know they want you to be using your power crushes to get out of the pressure. They want you to be using your your rage your rage arts. So the fact it's minus fifteen now implies they still want you to have it as a viable option. And you're not going to. I mean, to me, once it's minus fifteen, it's more or less most majority of the cast are launching it anyway. We'll get we'll get comfortable with the awkward block stun, but mm. you know most of the cast will launch it. Got either a hop kick, it, can can. I don't even know if there's is there any character that can't kill. Every uh, is there any character that cannot kill like any point of damage on a rage art? Because how much is it? Like you, the maximum you need is what forty points? I can't remember. But is there any character that can't do that from minus fifteen? Like maybe John? Um, I oh, guess even then, I'm sure I, John can do I it. guess when Steve comes out, if they if they don't, that might be an issue. Maybe his forward one plus two string might not be enough to end it. I'm sure I mean, even that I would think yeah, in most is cases. gonna is gonna yeah. I mean so it's ninety ninety percent there. So you're saying because they're more likely to die anyway, it might as well be minus seven hundred and sixty three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, might as well. No faffing around, just just die. Yeah. Like I well also because there are no there is no alternative to using your rage. There's no rage drive. There's always rage art, right? And because yeah. they heal you now, there is a greater incentive to just throw it out because it is a huge um, shift in the round. Um, and also, just on a purely like pacing audiovisual level, this, all of them are a touch too long. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, yeah I, I was already getting sick of them when I played the alpha like a few months ago. And by the end of the CNT, I was like, please provide an option to make these shorter <laughs> because. Yeah, I'll just skip them. Like this, this is the thing with this new sort of, um, you know, the, the the new golden age of fighting games. And I agree, it is a, a, a new golden age of fighting games. But do the unskippable cinematics always have to be so bloody long? Um, yeah, but, but I, you can imagine in esports, though. You can imagine. All right, so take all the aforementioned situations that you mentioned: um, low high versus always, or what was the recent one? Um, What's his name uh, from Japan? Uh, Nobi versus um, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine those last minute, last frame 
totally game shifting rage arcs. Having the beautiful cinematic just adds to it. But I guess <laughs> those are far in between. On the day to day, yeah, I, I don't want to wait for Brian to <laughs> flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to go down to the shop, <laughs> buy the Gatling gun, uh, I slowly can... set up the target. I actually think that'd be cooler as well if if the editing was a bit snappier. A lot of them is is it just a bit like there are some cuts which are just which are just they add nothing to the overall impact and just make it longer. Like I I think of Paul's one where he like flexes a bit, then he like rotates his head a bit, like he's I don't know, like giving himself a massage, and then he punches you, then his, then his shirt explodes. I feel like something out of here could be cut out, or something could be put in a different order, or something. It just, something's off about it. Yeah, I, th- I think they use them to sell the, the trailers, because they really do sell the trailers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's sort of the, you know, the height of the trailers. Let's see what their rage art is. Yeah. And it's really nice for the selling of the trailers, but in, yeah. in game, yeah, they should have a... Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny in a different way, though. You just like you see, just, you see. Fast just a fast forward. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's available to both the the guy doing it and both the guy getting hit by it. I'm tired of seeing my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It's your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, there's, there's more incentive than ever to use them with the lack of a rage drive, with the, how they interact with the, with the white health and just, they're so bloody long. I don't know. And, and the fact they're awkward to block punish and they're, they're safer than they used to be. I don't know. I just, I just think this makes them just, just die when, if you, if one of them gets blocked and make it super un- un- unambiguous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, changed it right it was minus 13 um minus 15. uh from what i understand this game the, the cnt was a few months a build which is a few months old right so mm. i guess there's still time for them to. yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i've had yeah yeah um what about the tornado system um because okay so tekken 5 just pretty vanilla combo system and i'm starting with tekken 5 because that's like you know, the, the foundation of modern Tekken. Mm-hmm. Tekken 6, we got bound. Um, and then Tekken 7, that changed to screw. Um, and that was, I remember when Tekken 7 came out, I thought that was a, that was a bit of a baffling change because it, it meant that, like, your optimal combo damage is when your back is to the wall and you carry them all the way over to the other wall and you get, like, 100 plus damage. And also when your back is to the wall, like, combo damage is weaker than in Tekken 6. Like, generally, you are rewarded in fighting games for pushing in a, a defensive opponent to the to the wall. Um, like, any fighting game has, like, corner-exclusive um, combos, but then in Tekken 7, that completely, literally reverses that logic. So, uh, yeah, in Tekken 8, now we have Tornado, uh, where, again, it's it, it looks similar to Screw, but the, the travel distance is less. Um, and, and also you get to use it again at the wall. So it, it brings back the higher combo, the, the, the reward for pushing your opponents back to the wall. It makes walls scarier. Yeah. yeah it's not um, only the, um, the tornado, because I, I guess there's quite a few different 
air states as well. So tornado, yes. Mm. And I think there's multiple tornado versions because mm. some characters seem to go higher or, or the spin is different. So I think there's multiple. No? It's flexible. It's more flexible. Yeah. Like screw it always has a very specific trajectory to it. But with tornado, sometimes they flip up. Sometimes they flip this way. Um, and it depends on what you use. Yeah. You only get one though per combo. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, it's mostly, like you said, it's mostly back to Tekken 6 times where you save your combo extender to get into the wall and then you hit your combo extender and then you uh, finish the combo. Whereas in Tekken 7, you just spent it. It doesn't matter. You just do whatever gets you, you know, if you have like a big damage screw uh, move in Tekken 7, like Brian's 444, you just spend it backlash or something like that because it's worth it to get it early in the combo but other than that it's simply a damage equation um but yeah now you always want to carry people you want to carry people to the wall and then use your combo extender and then finish the combo um other than that it's just the same it's just a, a tekken combo extender as they always are like they always are it's now easier again to combo from uh, screw was easier to combo from from bound. If you want to look at things like um, right, uh, King's Shining Wizard, uh, Air Shining Wizard. Like this is reasonably tricky to do from bound combos in Tekken Six and Tech Two. It's really easy to do from Screw, uh, and I think Tornado just makes it easier again, just because most of the time they're just flying through the air for longer. But that's it doesn't really change much but it does mean that now you need to think more about how you structure your combos mm. and in general uh because yeah you want to save and you want to be like okay i've launched from here if i do xyz i will be able to carry without spending and then i can get into the wall and i can spend and you know you think of uh, there might be wall breaks or the uh exploding wall bounce you have to so there's a lot of combo optimization in that and in general, I will say the combo system in this game is super complicated yeah. <laughs> as to like when you want to do things, uh, taking all these considerations into account, all the benefits and uh, the benefits of heat system, the, you know, what you lose from spending it. Um, you know, the exact size of the stages, whether you can hit the wall during one, whether you can extend the combo once you get there for a kill, how much damage the scaling is going to do if you activate heat earliest for, for, for carry as opposed to late to add damage onto the wall. It is, the combo system is really complex. Like, everyone at the moment is just spamming, you know, putting post, putting things online where they just, you know, get maximum damage and maximum damage and wall carry but the, the game is just not going to be like that it's going to be there's a lot of things to keep in mind especially how, how rewarding heat system heat is to have you know using it for a 12 damage buff and a bit more wall carry is just not going to work some it's not going to be a good thing to do sometimes uh it's it's a really yeah it's a really complicated combo system i think but well, I like the complicated. I like the complication because it just opens up avenues. As you said, you take Tekken Six. The goal was always get them to the wall and then do your bound at the wall and do whatever beam you need to do by the wall. Whereas now there's so many options. Do I 
get them to the wall without expending it. Then do I do a heat burst to get my mini bound? Then continue with the tornado. Is that the optimal or is it optimal to try and spend everything before? Like there, there's so many options. I like mm-hmm. it. And I, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it plays out is I'm hoping it plays out character specific. I'm hoping mm-hmm. it, it ends up being that for this character, you it's better to use everything because their wall damage they get without expending it, you know, is in their favor or, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm, I'm really hoping it ends up being uh, character specific, which helps uh, push the whole individuality thing. Yeah. Um, previous tech ends uh, one one of the criticisms is all of the newer characters sort of feel the same everything's the same the the stencil is the same so you don't really have to learn much to um you know to pick up a new character whereas the individualism that they've gone so far with tech 8 i'm hoping it carries on in their combos and the choices you have to make in the combos using again using hiring as an example you do skyrocket you do you hit them with the backlash afterwards and they have this new sort of refloat uh, yeah, zero gravity thing where they're just like just spiraling yeah. through the air. Like you would call that tornado if they hadn't already used it for something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I mean that that's one of the ones of powering, and I've seen other characters use it uh, use it as well. I think Brian has one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back to four. Yeah, so I, I like that because it means that the options are, are there's just more options about what you do and what it means for your combo at that time that you do it. So I, I, like, I like those um, mm-hmm. those differences because I do think they add to the variety of what you see on the screen. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I think um, a big way in which uh, Tekken 7 felt homogenized was that pretty much every character could get you to the wall. No problem from most stages. And yeah, like, you know, the, like, the wall carry was fairly universalized. And this it's definitely impacted characters like Lee and Nina, who in previous games were like, these were the characters known for their wall carry, and they would always get you to the to the wall. But now, like sort of everyone could, in most situations. Um, so I like the idea that most stages are bigger. So if you if you want to guaranteed hit the wall, you probably have to use heat. And is that a good time to use it? Um, you know, and there are lots of considerations like does my character's game plan revolve around the wall? In which case, maybe I should get your ass to the wall ASAP. Do I want to recover some health? Um, using heat can give you really strong Okizeme as well. Um, and I think like one of the most interesting new decisions that you have in Tekken 8 is when do I pop heat? You know, do I, do I like, you know, um, I, I think the whole, I'm sure you saw speed kicks, like sort of made a meme out of it. Like every round he, He'd pop heat immediately and just kill the opponent, but he was up against not the best opponents. I'll say, like, like clearly weren't familiar with Horong. That's not going to be a universal thing. Like, there is like when you pop that heat, whether it's to recover health or get to the opponent to the wall or to make a comeback or whatever, um, or to really press the offense. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to it. I really like that. Yeah, I mean, in general, you got to see how things play out because sometimes when things get optimized there's yeah. there's there is unfortunately a single there there is sometimes a like a single best uh, a single best answer yeah, yeah. um most of the time uh you know if it turns out somehow there's some way to make heat heat combos to a massive amount of damage then it might just be worth you just you know you launch someone you just die if you get you get a huge amount of damage and then you can just finish them off by the wall somehow yeah. i mean the classic example of this is tag two yeah. because there's a whole 
combo system. There's a whole thing about, you know, once again, it sounds, sounds like we're on a, a bit of repeat here, but, you know, recoverable health versus, uh, you know, different types of launches you can choose to do. You can choose to take away people's recoverable health with tag bufferable launches. You can, uh, and, you know, there's this whole sort of system that they set up with risks and balances and the rage system, you know, you get rage whenever you do a tag assault. And the problem is, is that like tag assaults were so damaging, yeah. they were so rewarding that you just did them all the time. Yeah. It didn't matter because you were doing like a hundred <laughs> points of damage without a wall. Right. Like the, it just completely erased the rest of the, you know, all the, all the checks and balances of when to decide. I don't think I'm going to say, I don't think heat is like that. Yeah. I don't think the scaling the is too high. It is, yeah. The scale is, it's certainly not like, it's certainly not useful. Like, universally useful as a combo extender because yeah it's got brutal scaling you get like two extra hits and you you know it pushes your juggle scaling back a little bit but uh you're not adding you're rarely adding more than like 10 points more damage to your combo yeah um and yeah mostly it's used for uh wall carry extension and for killing people which is cool i think that's a cool always a killing people is always a cool way to spend resources it was like um uh, like Akuma in Tekken 7, like, you want to spend meter on obviously his his wild shit on you know one one count hit down two down three all this stuff into fireball FADC back one dead yeah you, know, you always want to do this for like seventy damage right there's times when you're playing Akuma where you might like say if you're in the last round you've you've got or, you know, you're, you've got two rounds on the, on, the, on, the, on the docket and you launch someone without using bar and you've got, and you can see you can't hit the wall normally. They're too far away and you've, but you've got two bars. You can spend all your bars for an absolutely pitiful damage increase uh, of doing like of doing dragon punch fadc dash up dragon punch fadc you do two fadcs in a row spend everything to carry to carry them all the way over to the wall for a relatively minor increase and all your resources gone uh but it doesn't matter because you killed them and it's the last round like and that is a choice that you you make to like uh, you've that you've kept your resources and so now you can just spend them and i think that's broadly what we're looking at for a lot of heat heat combos is that like if it puts people into and actually that akuma dynamic changed that that was something you should do earlier on in the game's lifespan when akuma got meter really easily but once once later on it became something you should only do if it's really going to kill them mm -hmm. um but there was a whole thing about it you know when you should spend them when you shouldn't but um in general like that's what the combo extender heat mechanic looks like it looks like you use this to kill people. You do not use it at. You do not use it at pretty much any other point. You use it to kill them, or you use it to put them into a situation where they are almost dead. Uh, even with you know characters like Brian with a with a powerful wall combo. Um, yeah, I think in, in general, like the, I think the yeah the the combo system is I think going to be very confusing for new players. Uh, it's I mean it's going to be really it's going to be really difficult as I said even for seasoned players to maximize really figure out what the best things to do with it are uh but i think it is really cool it's good to have a lot of depth and a lot of uh, choice 
Yeah. Well, for new players, that they're, they're walking you through with the. I mean, although it was just the CNT, they did have like a section where they try and give you unique uh, guides for each uh, character. So for new players, I don't think optimizing combos is their uh, is their go to. Yeah. Um, but it, it, speaking about the heat, because um, I played King as well, and you know, once King is in heat. In fact, King was one, one, another one of those characters that felt like Heat, a lot of his game was centered around Heat because once he gets Heat, the guy just turns into an absolute monster. Yeah, unbreakable throws like, that yeah, recover his heat. Yeah. heat. yeah, so yeah. He, he resets the situation. <laughs> he resets the situation, or reset, or it adds time back to how much you know how much time you have to deal with him yeah. being in that beast mode. Yeah. And Harada did mention it. You know, he was like, "Oh, I never really cared about King, but what we've done to King." So yeah. he did mention it and. You really do feel it when someone goes into heat with King and the guy, <laughs> he just points at you and you're like, fudge. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's my options? So, um, you know, ha having the addition of Unbreakable Throws, because that's uh, not new, but that's that's returning to, yeah. to Tekken. Yeah. Um, you know, Tekken 3, yeah. we had like Winding Moon, which is un uh, Unbreakable. Um the, the low throws from King, the low throws or crouching throws from King, crouching throws from Jack. Um, or just the, the, the I guess the throw system in general is sort of where I'm going with this. Because um, there was a lot of, I said, I guess he said, she said about how the throw system has changed. Yeah. And how we yeah. feel about, you know, how people are feeling about the changes. Um, I was never a fan of what they did in Tekken 7 um, with the simplification of just making generic left and right throws easy to escape. I thought that really dumbed it down and throws at medium and higher uh, higher level were used purely at purely as a positional switch it's just to use to you know get you away from the wall or put someone in the wall but you rarely saw the throws because they were always escaped yeah whereas now um you seem to have uh cases where throws are now guaranteed well, right um it, it seems like what it is is that um the throw system is more or less the same as Tekken 7, but with two twists. So if you throw someone who is doing a power crush or a parry counter, like Oscar might, that's guaranteed. You cannot break that. And you hear like a boom afterwards. Um, and oh, on counter hit, they're not guaranteed, but the throw break window is much shorter um it seems like you have to guess the throw break now it, it might just be like a, a 12 frame window like of the initial throw um so it's it's not a reaction anymore you're like if someone throws you on counter hit it is a it is a guess and yeah i don't know how to feel about that because on one hand i think it's interesting it adds utility to throws when previously because throws are cool. Like we like seeing throw animations, and they're satisfying to do. And in Tekken Seven, they were not used that much at a decent level. Like that's that's the the, the problem with like perfect Tekken, right? It's like the higher the level you go, the drier the game gets, and the, and the less cool, fun animations you see. Um, but on the other hand, it adds yet another layer of complexity, another exception to this already like almost comically complex throw system because even in Tekken 7 yeah they simplified it but by adding another layer of complexity by adding another exception 
So. So well, you're saying you're, you're not a fan, or you're, you're just not sure how, how to take it? Is, is that, yeah, that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I, on the one hand, I like it. On the other hand, it's just like if I sit down to someone to try to explain this system, it's like, oh my gosh, where do you even start? Yeah. yeah. But I think because they simplify it, so they try to bring the ceiling down, right? They try and make it more accessible. And one of the hard things about doing that is those people that have spent time getting good or um, at being able to express themselves by showing off the fact that they've put the time in, it sort of does them, you know, it's, it's sort of bad for them. Them now having scenarios where throws are guaranteed, punishing um, uh, uh, what's it, power crushes or parries, yeah. I think that's good. So they're not yeah. free anymore. Yeah. So I'm I like a fan that. of that. I, I do like that. I, I, like I, do, that. I, I, I um, unequivocally like that. Yeah. The count hit thing is, uh-huh. is like, I like it on paper, but I also think it's a bit awkward because there's no, like when you throw someone on count hit, there's no visual, like it doesn't look any difference to a regular throw. And I think that's something they should probably change. Like, hey, hey, asshole, you got thrown on count hit. Watch out. This is different. The throw break window is different, but there's no way of telling right now, you know? So, yeah, uh, so they've got the they've got that big white spark now, and the sound I think when it's a um, power crush yeah, yeah, or yeah. a parry. That's really obvious. Yeah, yeah, they do need a visual. I don't know, a red flash. They do need something yeah. that shows that this this throw was different. And yeah, yeah, they do need a visual cue. They do, they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So Phil, go on. I don't really. I don't really like the change to count here. You know, it's hard to say what's in there, what's 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 deliberate, what's. If they have changed the window on count hit throws, um, I think it's a bad idea uh, for uh, like a couple of reasons. Like one of them is obviously like a balancing reason. Uh, that's the. I think it's probably the less important one. Is that like. Why are you buffing Jack's defense so much? Like, does Jack need better defense? Does he? And then I'm like, oh my god, I, I wish Jack was easy. It was harder to rush down. I love, I love playing against Jack. He's so fun. Like, why do you want to die to like a launcher every time you he interrupts you with his um, modified volcano buster? That's a great point. Um, like the the idea that it encourages throws as a defensive tool, and with the removal of magic fours, that's just weird. Like using throws defensively yeah. to me is just weird. It's like especially for a yeah, three D game. Would would you guys what? would you guys start fishing for that as a defensive option? If it got yeah, a launch, people do that anyway. People people do jack throws as defensive options anyway because it still works. You know, it still works at high level. You know, people will still do. You still do the classic Jack and Eddie and all this other kind of stuff, but you know, Jack will do like uh board forward one into Tombstone. Whatever, you know, you rush him to mix them up afterwards. And occasionally it works. It will just work way more now. Like way more. And that's crazy. And yeah, and the second thing is as Aya said, it's a it's just philosophically it doesn't make sense to me. Like there's no there's no like this is the problem with like the whole throws or break you can break generic throws with one or two thing is that the game is lying to you the game lies to you about it says when someone does this and this you can break that with one or two but that's not true like the game lies to you, you have to learn the lie because you'll play against someone with command grabs and they will grab you and you'll try and go one or two and you will die 
and you'll have to learn, as you said, like the list of exceptions. It's a, it, it makes things like a bit easier to not get robbed at the absolute like scrub level, but it means that you have to. The process of learning is a process of unlearning things because they've just they just lied to you. And the problem with the problem with like counter hit grabs being hugely buffed is that is that like that's not how grabs are used like in fighting games <laughs> like that's not what they're there for like if you if, even in Tekken 7 it's like if your opponent is uh is being defensive try and throw them and a you were like that's a lie Tekken 7 throws are <laughs> rubbish but b it's the fact that everyone knows that's how throws are used. Like again, you've got a um, you've got a you know they've got now a more formalized system like the DOA strike counter throw game where one beats the other beats the other kind of thing. But like you know you're literally saying that throws are unbreakable versus uh, versus parries and counters, but. You're also just being like, oh yeah, and throws are just randomly way better when you're attacking. And it's it's like, that's not what, like, they're, they're supposed to be offensive tools. Or like, you can't, like, buffing some random defensive aspect of them just doesn't, it just seems like that's a we'd like to see more throws kind of thing. But it's like, in terms of the direction of what throws are supposed to be used for, which are offensive tools to break down the opponent, you're leaving them exactly as shit as they always were. Like, it makes no sense to me. Well, they're offensive tools, right? So offensive yeah. tools, when they hit on counter hit, have a buff. Yeah, but that's... Well, you're not using that, you? you don't use it to break a guard, though. Like, the idea to use a throw. Yeah, like, the, uh, to me, I think that the time to use a throw is, I think, okay, you're, you're turtling up. And I want to open open you up. Mm -hmm. um, I like it's it's just bizarre. Like if I wanted to use a counter hit tool, I'd use a designated counter hit tool, <laughs> right? Um, it's um, but to be it's fair, like it's, it's philosophically at odds with the approach of uh, like uh, Tekken Eight in general. I think because if they're like. If I don't want to get grabbed by like a Jack, I have to run away from him. Like, if, uh, the more I attack him, the more I'm at risk of getting unseeably thrown. That is completely insane. I don't, I don't think it it makes any sense. Like, you could you could make other like philosophical changes. You could make other changes to throws if you wanted. If you want people to see them more, you can make other changes to them. You could just make the you just make the throw window smaller. Um. Uh, you know, as opposed to so people can use them offensively more. You could just make it so you can't you can't break more than like four grabs in a row. If you your fourth grab is guaranteed, horrible something like idea. Right. Horrible idea. Right. Just duck it. As in every every fifth throw attempt is guaranteed. Horrible. Yeah, you, what, you have to you have to commit to five grabs to get one. No, horrible, horrible. It would be I mean, me, was, what what you said for me. Five throw. No, no, that, you can sidestep them. You can duck them. But you can do that. So, but you can do that today, right? So you're saying um, it's at odds with the philosophy of Tekken Eight. But you can do all, all of the things that you're saying. You can still sidestep them. You can still do something. Um, not if you're pressing buttons. Button. No, but if you're so, if, so 
they in in the current scenario they're a problem if you're pressing buttons and you get counter hit but you don't have to be pressing buttons or you could be yeah, doing a, exactly. a high crush or you could be that's what i'm saying that's why it's against the philosophy because the way to deal with them is to turtle up and they don't want that from the game it makes no sense that's not the only way there, there's other options i think a buff to um, a hit buff isn't such a bad thing because they're still escapable um but you now have to just have your wits about you uh, they need the visual clue I, I do think they do need a visual cue to, to to assist but having a counter hit buff for me i'm okay with that it will take time for everyone to get used to it but i'm okay with that mm. um you, i mean you have moot you, you can still sidestep right and the sidestep has been buffed in tekken 8 so you still have movement as a mechanism to get around someone who's mash trying to counter hit and it's a risk. It's, I mean, trying to use a, a throw as a counter hit mechanism, that, that's still a risk. And every risk has... Oh, right. has it's, it's not a very big one. <laughs> so what it is. So people are not going to just be standing there spamming giant swing, hoping for a counter hit. It's a risk. You've played me before. You've played my king before. Um, I mean, good How people. Are people. King? Good, good people are not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, the, and the other thing about it is obviously, like, if they're going to do that, then throws can't be immune to the counter hit system anymore. That's the main, that's the other thing about it, is that you can't throw the, throws have to be counter, like, if you get hit in the middle of the throw, it's a counter hit now. Like, that's, to me, that's the change they have to make. Because now, the only way you can get a counter hit, no, 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 it's only, that's only trades. That's the, that's a, Byproduct of the counter hit trade system. So okay, okay. Right. yeah, so if you if you hit on the exact frame that a throw hits you, it now because of yeah because the game registers trade states as counter hits, mm. it now looks like you counter hit the throw, but you're in fact just trading with a throw, but a throw can't trade because right. it's just because he's getting hit in the face. Um, but yeah, so there's no actual counter hit throws other than that. But yeah, they should, if they're going to make counter hit throws buffed, they need to make throws vulnerable to getting counter hit as well. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I, but to be fair, trying to streamline or simplify something by adding yet another layer of complexity is the most tech end design choice ever. Right? <laughs> in fact, Tekken 8 is in that way the most Tekken game ever because they're like, ah, oh, we've opened this game up for beginners by adding a whole lot more stuff to it. Like, mm -hmm. Ah, thanks. All the old stuff is still pretty much there apart from chickens. Yeah. Um, and uh, everything, yeah, there's just a whole new really complicated system layered on top of it as well. Right. Yeah, so that's a thing, right? Because I, I did notice that. I, I, I was playing a uh, um, counter hit, a, a counter or parry happy Asuka, and the chickens are gone, right? That, that's not, I'm not imagining yeah. that. There was yeah, no. I, I, I tried it. I specifically yeah. tried to to uh, chicken a very parry happy Asuka. It wasn't working for me. <laughs> that's interesting. I'm wondering if that's a, a CNT thing we haven't put it in yet, or if that's a decision that they've made. To remove chickens again what is that is that a simplification is that um leveling the playing field is that the rock paper scissors thing that you're saying about um pros beat parries parries now beat hits and you can't do anything about it thing is you didn't really see chickens that often it was more of an easter egg if anything and a yeah, fun yeah. one at that like 
Like, they, they didn't have that much competitive value. Maybe just someone looked at them and thought, this looks a bit dumb. And, you know, the animation's a bit herky-jerky and we're trying to make this look more polished. Could be something as simple as that. I don't like that. So that means your defensive option against parries is only, yeah, it's throws. Hang on, is punishing, so punishing throws are not a thing, as in uh, using a throw to punish something has no effect that's, on the, you can still escape it, right? That's that's the big question, right? Like, a chat, if you, if you can help us out here, there's, there's this idea that using a throw as a punish, so throwing someone on, on the recovery animations is guaranteed, but I really don't think so. I, if It might be similar to the counter hit stage, or it might, you, might nothing's changed there. I think if you try to throw a rage art on its recovery, that's guaranteed. Guaranteed, yeah. 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 And that might have led to people thinking that all moves are like that. But no, I think if a mo if the throw is guaranteed, you do get that like badum white flash as you do with power crush, as you do with uh, parries. Um, but I don't think just any old regular move, like if someone does a hop kick, you can get a guaranteed throw. I think that would be like a fundamental shift in the risk reward of the game. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be Throws beating parries. Parries now beating uh, moves because you can't do any chickens against them. Mm. Uh, I'm just wondering whether it, uh, Yeah, I was just wondering whether that was trying to complete the circle, trying to complete that cycle. Yeah, I think so. Probably to, yeah, I think that's probably a good amount of what they're trying. But yeah, it seems weird. Like, like Aya says, it's a cool thing to do. It's awesome to see happen in a tournament. Like, it's really funny if someone dies to a chicken as well. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of niche. Doesn't really happen that often. Um, and yeah, just the, the fact that, like, they've been cleaning out chickenable reversals out of the game for so long. I mean, because basically the rule back in the day was that initially, back when chickens were invented, the rule the rule was basically, like, it's a reversal, you can chicken it. Unless it's, um, if it's a reversal, it has to be limb specific mm. to be unchickenable. Yeah. If it's a parry, you can't chicken it, you can never chicken parries. Yeah. But then like over time, there was, they've sort of built in more exceptions to that. So the last chickenable character that they had in Tekken is Leo, I think it's Leo. So kick and it's a kick reversal, which is a parry if it parries punches. So it's only half of that move was chickenable. And other than that, everything else has just been non-chickenable. They, for some inexplicable reason, like Marduk's reversal used to be, Marduk's reversal used to be unchickenable, but it was it was like geese, where you had to choose whether it was mids or highs. And I think in Tekken Seven. I think it was seven. They were just like, no, just do whatever you want. It's fine. It's like, why? Yeah, no, I think it was second seven. So, yeah, so yeah. second six is the last time they had introduced a character with a chickenable parry. All the rest, it's punch parries. Just guaranteed parries, right? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to yeah, think. Admittedly, parry, yeah, admittedly. Admittedly, all the ones they've added in like, Marduk is the only, as far as I'm aware, Marduk is the only real exception of someone who just has a high and mid reversal, not a parry. Uh, one that, you know, goes into, like, a throw-type animation. 
that uh, that allows him to take out both um uh yeah kicks and punches uh with with one input i think he's the only exception because everyone that they've introduced has had i they've mostly been like sabakis or punch specific punch or kick specific uh stuff or they've just been parries like leroy who can just parry everything um but yeah in general the like utility of parries has has gone up a lot over the um over yeah as as sort of tacking has moved on yeah bring back chickens they're cool people like them and they rarely change the course of a match right i i agree with this i just think they're a fun little easter egg and tekken is at this point like with a game as dense as tekken and they've clearly kept a lot of that density like why would you remove a fun little easter egg like that it just it's, I don't think it's, it's a balancing thing either because it's you see them once in a blue moon when you do it's like oh chicken and it's fun so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah odd um so uh guys depending on how you're doing for time we could open the Pandora's box of like character specific discussions or we could leave that for another time because we are like an hour 40 in Uh, I'm good. I, I don't mind. We can start it if you want. Um, yeah, sure. I'm good to start it. Uh, we'll, sure. yeah, we'll see how we get on. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, I think... Um, well, let's start with uh, maybe the most popular character from the CNT. Um, the golden boy, uh, Jin. Um, well, I mean, I, I played a lot of Jin over the CNT. And he's, he's like... Um, I think he's quite sort of maybe emblematic of the direction they're taking with Tekken 8 in general. Because he like that's that's what Jin's all about. Always been about. He's always been emblematic of the Tekken game he's in. Um and like so his parry is weaker. Um because you know it used to be able to just like do it pretty much risk free. And there was a very small window to punish it. Um now there's a real risk to it. And you know I don't I, it doesn't seem like a very strong tool anymore. Um, and what else? Zen cancels aren't really a thing. You can sidestep cancel the crouch dash after, but that, that's slower than a straight up Zen cancel for. So like, if you do go into Zen, you're encouraged to like, again, going with the game's overall design philosophy, less safe defensive options, more active committal defense. So like use the power crush, use... I don't know, or, or if they think they're going to turtle up, go for, like, um, use a dive kick, I don't know, to get some plus frames or go for the mid or whatever. You're encouraged to do stuff, basically. Um, and then they've made them a lot easier to use as well. Like, just the fact that there's wind hook fist launches on normal hits, that, that's, like, that's a huge chunk of execution or, like, mandated execution out the window. Um, his new low makes him significantly more powerful. That's, like, a big beginner to intermediate it's even fairly advanced level it's a very like it's a very quality of life sort of tool like at the highest highest level down to is probably like seeable you want to be quite uh, quite careful about how you use it but for like most Tekken players that is a huge like a, a immensely powerful tool um and it still has a, a huge like utility even at the highest level not to deny um i think yeah, with Jin, I think the idea was is that they looked at other fighting games and they're like, 
So, generally protagonists are like the characters you're encouraged to start the game with, whether it's Ryu or Scorpion or whatever. They they sort of encapsulate what the game is all about. They're pretty easy to approach. They're quite well-rounded. And then the te in Tekken, you have Mishimas, who are not that at all. Uh, so I think they tried to make Jin a more approachable character, given that he's, you know, the poster boy or one of the poster people for this game. Yeah, and Jin's cool, no? Like, um, as a as a protagonist, he's a cool-looking character. He's obviously changed, um, trying to reform his life. I don't know, um, trying to be a good guy now. Yeah. Uh, I really, I initially, I wasn't a fan of what they did with him. Uh, Jin shouldn't be doing flips and flying around. I, I yeah. don't know what that was about. I didn't like yeah. the look of that for the character. But after playing the CNT, I didn't feel like it was. Uh, I, I mean, the way I used Jin, um, you sort of had to do that flip to get the, the tornado in his combo. It wasn't like he was jumping all over the place outside that. Uh, maybe, again, just unfamiliarity of me still playing a Tekken 7-esque Jin uh, in, in Tekken 8. Um, but I really, like, I really like what they've done with him. I, I really like the, the changes. That down and two... Um, We've spoken about this before. I'm not sure if it's seeable or anticip anticipatable. I think or it's if, if it's about anticipation, yeah. <laughs> it's a word now. But it, it, we do we do have to we've got to remember something here though. You're really old. old. <laughs> yeah. You're really old. All right. Just just right, so well, old. All right, for the, for the old people like me. I'm not sure if it was reactable or you just had to anticipate that the youngsters are going to be using that move. Um, one of the things yeah, that I think was OP, though, <laughs> one of the things that I think was OP is in Tekken 7, you have that flip when they're on the floor, right? Like if someone's on the floor with Haran, you can do back and three and it sort of pancake flips them. Um, and Jin had that, not that effect, but he's got a weird effect when they're on the floor and you hit them with down and two. It sort of does some sort of new Tekken 8 um, floor hit animation. So I'm wondering whether that becomes a thing. Um, from a lot of the groups that I'm in, be it WhatsApp or whatever, uh, people think that Jin was one of the top guys when it comes to at least the CNT in terms of uh, damage output. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I, if I saw that. Again, maybe it's just the people that I played. Uh, on online, I didn't feel that um, I was oppressed by Jin. I didn't feel very oppressive as Jin. He did feel like a, a decent all-round character. He does. I do feel like the down and two, at least initially, makes all of his other lows a bit pointless. Why, why would you use down back four? Why would you use it's seeable down and like ju just barely? It's like I think like it. It seems it seems like all his lows are redundant. But crucially, I, I think it depends on the background as well. Like on, because the way that it's seeable is quite, quite unique to Tekken as well. In that before he does it, he sort of flashes red for a moment, and that that is sort of I, that I don't know if it's intentional or not, but that kind of alerts your reactions. Like, oh, holy shit, maybe I should duck low now. Um, and that's a lot easier to see on certain backgrounds, like on the Sanctum, which is a dark background. Like that really pops. Um, it's like sort of one of those reaction tests where the, where, the, where the screen flashes green, like, oh, 
me click the mouse, right? It's something like that. But on the urban stage, where it's just neon and bustling everywhere, um, yeah, it's a lot harder to react to. Um, yeah, and that that yeah. like I on that topic, I, I I do think the effects do actually get in the way of gameplay for Tekken Eight. Like it, like a lot on some stages in particular, the urban one, uh, the urban square. I think the the Times Square basically was um, particularly egregious in, in that respect. You th you felt they were overbearing. That you don't think they added, they took away from visibility. Yeah, for sure, especially in, in stuff like throw breaks for example that's another reason throws are more powerful I just, like what is going on i can't even see hands like yeah. um like there are levels where on the topic of sanctum like it's very dark and if you're playing brian who has dark pants and he's doing a snake edge then yeah it can be harder to see for sure so um i think it, like i felt the same issue when i played smash ultimate and that the characters tend to like blend into the background a bit too much they don't they don't pop enough and i and i and i think there's a few reasons for that and like one is the overall art direction but the other is that the new character costumes well it, like they they lack color they're very desaturated so they don't really they sort of blend into the background and then there's all the effects on top of that um yeah i found it uh, like hard to keep track of the game more so than any other time. yeah it's true they are very like they're, they're very pastely yeah. And sort of, you know, like greys and whites and, uh, yeah, not many people are, like have super colourful outfits apart from, I guess, as we've seen now. Yeah, yeah. I On that topic, I, I think, uh, like, the player 2, oh, on top of it, as I was saying that, but on, on character costumes, like, the, the P2 colours were always way more interesting and lively. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, on Jin, uh, yeah, I... I didn't really feel like he was that good. I don't know. Like he, he felt like I think he felt like just like a reasonable example of what a character should be in this game to me. I, I think there were some characters that I felt were just very out of control. And again, uh, full um, full disclosure: we played this <laughs> really short amount of time, and everyone was really bad, including including us. Um, but again, like a lot of the issue with Jin at like the top, top level was that his lows would get blocked a bunch. That's why you see a lot of high level Jins, uh, like your, your Daniel Madonias and your CBMs and so on, be using uh, like nominally pretty shitty lows, like whatever it is, down 3-3. Three, three. I mean, this move just isn't, like you look at that and you're just like minus 14, doesn't do much damage. It's not even plus. Why would you do this? Because he sort of has to at that level. Um, I feel like down two sort of slots in here, like Devil Jin's down back two. Catch a size in the, right. it's a, Yeah, it's A, it's still, you can sidestep right duck a lot of Jin's stuff, and B, like, it's like, yeah, it's like Devil Jin's down back two, it's just like, it gets blocked a lot, and minus 14 is actually really bad in this game. Like, minus 14, every character now has pretty powerful while standing uh, 14. You know, you're at least getting something in the 40 ranges, and then a lot of a lot of characters are going to be able to launch you, like Ryan. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I think his, his nerfs are, like, really significant as well. Uh, the... 
parry recovery is really noticeable. Uh, Magic Four obviously is not a launcher anymore. It's a one of these like stuns into heat engages kind of things. Um, I think the main things that make him feel better to me are while standing four four, which fixes up on his terrible low block punishment on small frames. That's really good. Down forward two. I think I thought was really good. That's a homing move. And just as well. general, yeah, yeah, like it's just a really strong homing move for like hang side step right duck, and just his poke range. I think those three things are really significant. Yeah. They're much, I think, more to me, much more important than down two, but also they have to be balanced against like really like genuinely significant nerfs in stuff like parry and the fact that like I think honestly his low game is is. If you assume that again, there's some debate on this, but I think I think uh, down to a seable. If you assume down to a seable, his low game is way worse. I mean, like Hell Sweep is is so risky for so little damage now. Um, it's not even a very good. I don't think it's even a particularly good like uh, Arkizumi set. That's yeah. yeah. But like, you can just kick him out of everything. Um, if like they, his lows if, are really. If they try to do a get not, up four, if, and if they're really committed to like smashing get up four, you can get a forward four in, but you know, it, that does leave you open. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the fact that you can just kick him out of most stuff. You can batter on most stuff. And it's like, again, he's gone from a wall carrying combo where he could fit in his combo extender and all this other kind of stuff to one hit. <laughs> uh, I think, and yeah, even just like the loss of stuff like down three three. Uh, means that he's going to really have to, he's going to have to survive a long time and not have amazing comeback potential in a game where that might be quite difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I, I think well, he's not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is a character where, I mean, yeah, 214 being a potentially a launcher on Gantt at the last bit, that's, that's, Super good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. But you know, apparently it's hard. I'm, I'm trying. I'm not playing that character. But um, he's. But yeah. That, that, I mean, you know, if you have more range on two one and two one four is a counter hit launcher, that that in itself is incredibly oppressive. You can just yeah. go like two one two one two one delay four get launched. Like this is this is nasty stuff. But I still think that like oddly enough, the ironic thing in the end of it is that. Um, you know, given Tekken, as you said, like him, him as the poster boy for Tekken 8 and, you know, the one that you want to play and you want to pick, I think optimally the way to beat him is meant to be to weigh him out. Well, I mean, because uh, one of the things that didn't, we didn't actually touch on before is, uh, so with them reducing the counter hit, you know, uh, Magic 4s, Jin now has Magic 4 into his Heat Engager, um, mm -hmm. uh, 1 plus 2. That's one of the things we haven't touched on is just the heat engages and what it means when it's multiple hits and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. the way I want to relate that to Jin is if Jin's in heat, you waiting him out means effectively getting chip damage, right? And they have improved Jin's range. That's one of the things they did definitely improve. Jin mm -hmm. used to struggle in Tekken 7 with range, but now the range on his downfall one, the range on his jabs, is quite significant. Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah. whether Jin sort of falls into a similar position uh, as Hayashi in Tekken um, in Tekken Seven, where maybe mm -hmm. he doesn't necessarily need the lows, 
Um, maybe with him having a 12 frame heat engage, it means it's quite easy for him to get into heat, punishing, you know, the 4 4 2 is amazing um, as well as a heat engage, right? It's 4 4 2. Yeah, always four, been, four, but, two. yeah. Um, maybe he gets into heat and he can then just chip, yeah, chip two, you one, down. Two, maybe one, that's two, one. Comes, yeah, 2 1 2 1 mm -hmm. 2 1 4. Yeah, yeah. maybe that becomes his um, uh, a primary part of his gameplay. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's that's how I see that character definitely like. That's how he looks like he's going to play out in future. I think people are getting blinded a bit by down two. Yeah. But yeah, two one, down four two. It basically turns him into a weird kind of Azami. Like, or even like Tekken 4 Jin. So it turns thinking. him into Tekken 4 Jin. <laughs> it really reminded me of Tekken 4 Jin. He does, does two one a lot. He does, he does two one and then he does like the equivalent of uh laser scraper in that game. You know, his homing right punch. He does, uh, he, he's, yeah, in a game with not particularly great backdash and uh, really strong sidestep. Um, he's, maybe he's just talking for Jin now. I, I, I still think that down two should be nerfed because like the, the, the strengths and weaknesses that you mentioned become very prominent at a, at a very high level of play. Um, yeah, yeah. And like you don't want to just balance for that level of play. Like that, that move isn't absolute menace for anyone trying to get into tech and it, it i think it makes the game much less fun for people trying to get into it and it's going to make Jin a hated character um just mm -hmm. just, just remove the counter hit launch it looks dumb anyway so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i agree don't yeah. make things don't make things too tough for like people getting into the game because it's again especially it's supposed again, to again it's the sort of, it, again it's sort of the game lying to you as well it's like this is a super good way of playing and it, it is in some ways at some levels, but eventually you're probably going to get to a point where you're just going to be like, oh, this is how you play him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. Um, I do agree. Like, it's, he looks like he's going to go back to sort of Tekken 4 Jin, lots of 2-1s. Uh, if they don't change the 2-1-4 count it state and you still get the flip, that's going to be tremendous. And that and that's probably going to be what separates, um, I guess, specialist Jin's. Um, yeah. from others, like getting that conversion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, there's, there's a lot of characters to go through. I mean, um, I think like, who do you want to go for next? Any votes? Uh, we can, we can, we can do, we can do Kazuya. Kazuya is quite, um, yeah. Yeah. Guess, just because yeah. of his popularity. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. the way Kazuya looked, I love that jacket. Uh, again, it's player two for me. I'd always go to the player two outfit because the jacket in white just looks absolutely sick. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I do think they have removed execution requirements. I, they do this in like in Tekken. They, they like to simplify. Um, and Dino, you weren't lying. I think we're on to, to about 19 Godfists is now a normal beam and a, a normal combo now. Um, I watched Ryan Hart do um, some disgusting combos with Kazuya uh, after doing 18 God 18. It was like five. He did five Godfists into um, heat bursts into tornado into uh heat engager into uh, and it all started for downfall to electric yeah, yeah so yeah. you can still have the flare and still have the execution there but it's not a requirement you don't have to you know um they have lowered it so that uh in in heat his god fist is you don't need them um, electric anymore yeah same with jen but it it, it uses oh, yeah, heat yeah. though it uses heat 
Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah you hear the, you hear the, 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 the yeah. cash register, <laughs> which I hope the they change by the way, because like it just makes it makes the game sound like a pachinko machine. I, I just don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, but it does it does use heat. Um, I really like what they did with Kazuya. I do like the the stomp in in heat. Oh yeah, you know, he's got that. Um, I, I like that, but again. For me, I'm not a fan of 50-50s, but Kazuya, like, it works for his gameplay, right? That, that is Kazuya. If you're close enough, now you have to deal for 50-50. And yep. so, uh, from that perspective, it, did, it really did play into um, uh, into into his uh, his gameplay. Um, I did find it difficult to get into heat using heat engagers, though. Uh, I'm not used to using forward forward 2 as uh, a Kazuya move, so I didn't yeah. really try to use it that much. To start my um to get into heat um obviously his new kick string is broken uh, obviously i do like the string but it's, it's silly i mean that kind of damage it, sh it shouldn't be doing that damage i don't think i think namco is smarter than that to, to keep that in at that damage uh, i think it's quite punishable but you know so they have to do something about that um but i really had a lot of fun with kazuya i, I really think um I like the direction that they're taking him. Uh, the three-one uh, crouch cancel, loved it uh, in combos. Um, using it against scrubs and then into the uh, you know crouch dash one plus two. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about Kazuya. Other than um, you do see that there's the simplification of what they're trying to do with um, with the whole game. Uh, so Kazuya was another one that I felt was had, had been affected by that. I mean, to to me, felt Kazuya felt uh, like one of like one of the characters that remained more or less the same in terms of his game plan and and like the technical requirements. I mean, yes, like you can do auto electrics and heat, but you're really sort of not encouraged to because it, it does take up a chunk of your heat. And um, like I just felt he just felt like Tekken Seven Kazuya plus and um just more like whereas Jin is like like quite different in some really fundamental ways and i think inarguably a much more streamlined and easier character to use Kazuya still feels pretty hard i mean he's still a mishima fundamentally um and yeah he still seems like one of the more technical characters i'd say like Kazuya, brian nina still seem quite execution intensive and and true to what they used to be um I, I, yeah, he synergizes very well with the combo system, and he's always been a high risk, high reward character, and, and that's cool. It's cool, like, when you launch someone with Kazuya, it hurts, and I think that's what the character should be about. You know, he's, he's, he's never been, like, a stable option, which is why he's never been tremendously good in tournaments, but stuff like Forward Forward 2 does, does give some stability. Like, it doesn't mean he has to always go in for the wave dash, I mean, he can sort of hang back with safe-ish mids his 4-3 seemed uh quite a bit better now too like faster i think you know you weren't gonna combo but it's, it's a lot more usable um but yeah he still felt like kazuya um and, and his heat stuff is really dynamic and fun i like the stomp i like the fact that like it takes up a lot of heat when you use it it's very powerful but it takes up a huge amount of heat when you do the stomp so like afterwards i think the players do you yeah so I was gonna say, what does the stomp do? Because I ha I don't actually know. Sure. Because I saw like so stuff. I don't think it does any damage. I think it's just it's again, uh, it forces you to have to deal with whatever fifty fifty comes next. 
Exactly. So it's like a it's like a god um god crush without guaranteed damage. So it just yep. stumbles them and he goes into wave dash, so he now has uh, the 50-50 and you have to deal with it. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything on counter hit, you don't get like the god fist guaranteed or no, anything. No, no. I, I, I didn't see anything. It, I, I didn't I didn't see anything. Like it, it's like a fast, I think unseeable low with tremendous range. So it, like it, imagine if like you have Lord Shin Crusher, but it's like you know half screen away yeah and then and then you can kind of scare opponents with that and then it is a free mix-up afterwards and it's a mix-up it actually do damage no i don't know the, the stomp itself doesn't do damage yeah, yeah. but it, but it guarantees a mix-up into and i guess it's, it's a mix between hell sweep um like an extended hell sweep with you know the, the devil flying thing afterwards or because you already use so much of your heat um, I think the play, if you want to go for a mid, is to do a forward, forward, two, heat, dash, cancel. And then, well, if you hit them, you get a combo. And if they block it, well, then you're plus five-ish in there. Doesn't he have Godfist? Oh, yeah, I mean, if you're about to run it, you should do forward, forward, two, but doesn't yeah. he have Godfist? It's from level form. He has his normal um, electric. I can't remember if it was mid, though. I I can't remember if it was like Tekken 7, if it was mid, but he does have his easy electric, easy, yeah, easy electric version from um, from the stock. Does he have Ford 4 into launch? Uh, no, I never, well, let me say I never saw. Um, whenever I did Ford and 4, it's either hit outright or it was blocked. So I, I never got to, yeah, I, I never saw someone crowd. I think someone mentioned he's lost the Ford 4 in, in, into launch while in, while in Devil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah casio is always he's always Kaz. like in that he's got big whiff recovery on his moves mm. pretty much and in games you know typically he doesn't as i said doesn't really have much impact because in games where the movement is bad he gets mashed to death mm. and in games where the movement is good he gets, he gets stepped to death yeah so uh yeah he's he's always like stuck in the middle like it's, it's and he's always like it's always you know the character where people are like he's incredible now and you're like no he isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah the horang issue too yeah. Uh, yeah yeah just uh but yeah i mean he seems i, I played against him he still, still seemed you know fairly vulnerable to getting sidestepped and still had bad with, with recovery and so yeah all the good but he's still like He's such a cool character. He's generally like the best designed Tekken character, I think, in terms of like risk reward and skill level and all that kind of stuff. Mm. He's the most like well balanced, everyone should be like him kind of character. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I honestly couldn't tell you because I mean, as you, as you, you can tell, I, I don't really know how good he is in Heat. I can't tell because again, everyone I played against wasn't very good. Um, and the, I mean, the main thing is, yeah, the, it's the string down for three plus four. It's uh, it, I, like this is just pointless. Like you, you could. This move has no relation to who Kazia is as a character. It's got like you could just bolt this on to any <laughs> character ever, and it would be sensationally good. And you'd just be like, but why is it there? It's just a four hit confirmable seventy damage knockdown slash balls. I don't know why. It's so inexplicable. It, yeah. it can't stay. There's no way it's staying. Especially if you're going to be like, if a lot of your stated or implicit game design is like, let's make this fun for newcomers. 
newcomers are not going to enjoy this spring. (laughs) Not not at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the same issue as as, um, like gins down too right like if you're mm-hmm. really good you can dash electric um the full string if they commit to it but it's like who's gonna do that you know yeah no one no one at the level which is going to be utterly dominated by this move i mean you could halve the damage on this thing and it would be and i would still be like should cassia have this like uh, 35 would still be a lot like seventy, I, I, you know, it won't be like that. In the, it is impossible that it stays like that. Impossible. It's an obvious. Um, it's just an obvious flaw, isn't it? I, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, in some of the previous betas that I've gone to, I've seen them move moves around. So that you know, um, uh, a simple example is the Tekken Four beta. Um, Kazuya had Jin's forward one plus two, and then mm-hmm. obviously that that moved to Jin. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's potential to just give it to another character. That, that I guess we're still early enough. I think it will stay with Kazuya. Right. <laughs> uh, I think it will stay with him, but they have to do something about number one. They're definitely going to do something about the damage. I, I don't think anyone is, is that crazy. And then I think they probably should do something about um, the launch. If it's going to stay as a guaranteed natural, uh, n- natural. Um, Hit string. They have to do something about the launch. Uh, so again, I think it suffered similar to the Rage Arts, where it wasn't so obvious or wasn't so easy to. It was awkward to punish. I mean, to, to play devil's advocate here, I think the the argument for it not being ridiculous is that if he does down four three plus four one, like he's left in a position where I think it's minus twelve. Um, so if you want to commit to the punish, you can get a decent punish. Um, and if he commits to the full string, it's like minus 20-something with a bit of pushback. So again, you can punish it. Um, so it creates this interplay, like, are they going to finish the string or not? And it, mm. Right? But I think... What... The thing, if the whole thing jails, then fine. I, I'm also not fine. I mean, I'm not meaning like it should still be 70 damage, but the whole thing should jail. So if you, you can't get interrupted for... Trying to punish it, like Brian's four two one four. Any one of those hits, you try and punish that. You can't be interrupted for trying it. Mm. Um, like, yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't know how they. I don't know how they balance this string. To, so it's either going to be like super niche, or it's just going to be like it is at the moment, where you're just like, why? Why? I, I get the feeling they wanted to give him a a cool looking wall ender, but then inadvertently gave him something that wasn't intended it, it, honestly i think the biggest strike against it it just it doesn't feel very kazuya yeah um like nothing about this move synergizes with kazuya's game plan if anything it makes him less interesting i i think it, like keep it as a cool looking damaging wall ender uh but reduce its utility anywhere else like so maybe maybe make it maybe not a natural combo count it only yeah um, yeah like, yeah, so reduce the pushback on the final hit so you're always launch punishing it that kind of stuff do you not think it's similar to his back three one four one or whatever is it not a string that looks at least similar to that because you're saying you don't feel it fits in with kazuya because i thought it was when i first saw the trailer i thought it was that i thought they had reworked yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's just in, in, in its utility. Like, I, I think it's the it's, it's the like he's not really supposed to have just like a hit confirmable hmm. mid string for a million points of damage. But then again, like no one is. It wouldn't really fit with anyone's game. Yeah. Uh, this is no no character you can. There's no character you couldn't give that to, and they wouldn't be like, "This is incredible. Thank you very much. This is going to be like thirty percent of how I play from now on." I, 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 th I think it's because Kazuya is such a sort of like distinct character, right? That like having this this sort of generically powerful tool just really sticks out, especially on Kazuya. Especially when it's a string as well, right? Yeah. He's, he's sort of like one hit damage, right? Knockdown. Yeah. So for him to have this string, as you're saying, it, it, it becomes it was like again uh, Tekken Five when they introduced um, Apache's two two one. It becomes mm -hmm. such a move that will overpower him. There's no point in doing anything else. It sort of starts to dominate because there's no reason to not use it. And and a lot of the videos that I was seeing, a lot of people were using it to punish. People were using it as their wall extenders. People were, you know, when they're losing, that became their comeback mechanic. Just hit them with that. So it sort of became the the, the go-to stable for Kazuya, which, from that perspective, yeah, it sort of outshined anything else. Kazuya, um, that is Kazuya. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know, with 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 Kazuya, it just feels like it just for me, it just felt like Tekken Seven Kazuya, but more and more interesting and more flashy and more dynamic and super cool. I think it's pretty really hard to go back to Tekken 7 Kazuya after playing him, you know, because he's just so similar, but there's so much more interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, should, I mean, you know, there, there, there are 16 more characters. I mean, like, do you, like, should we sort of, do you want to talk about another character or start wrapping things up or go to another topic entirely? I mean, up to you guys. So we can start wrapping things up. We can do a sort of summary of all the things because we've talked about a lot so far. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things I think it is a good piece of information to go out there, which we haven't discussed, is the heat engages. But we can, because I think Dino, you were the one that noticed um, there seemed to be either not a lack of consistency, but more it was quite difficult to work out yeah. what makes a heat engager a, a launcher as well versus um, something that can't launch once it's used um, as a heat engage. So I do think we should probably touch on that yeah, and, then, yeah. and then wrap up. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, just to the scene, um, I, I think initially what what the uh, assumption was is that all heat engages, uh, when you're in heat, uh, are active launchers. You know, if you hit someone with it while you're in heat, it's a launcher because you can dash out of it. Um, and I remember that the fear being uh, things like Brian, um, there's no reason to do taunt jet upper. You might as well do taunt down back one plus two when you're in heat because then you've just you've got a guaranteed launch. Right. right, right. Um, so that was the premise. But Dino, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the stage to sort of talk about what you seem to have found. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just just like looking at them. So we we all know if we if you played the game, we all know that like uh, some of them just don't launch, right? And the sort of loose rules behind it seem to be if it's a multi-hit attack, mm. you're not getting a... Again, I'm not sure if this is entirely consistent, but generally if it's a multi-hit attack, it's not going to launch. It's going to give you a knockdown if you use it as a... If you use it and whilst you are in heat and you, and you commit to the heat dash afterwards, mm. it's 
that this, this is what we mean when we say launching, right? If, if you do this with multi-hit attacks, you will get a, um, you will generally get a, uh, a knockdown and a free hit. Um, and the second thing is anything below, let's say, 13 frames. Yeah, like so, Jin's one plus two and I guess jab, jab ones, like, even if they're counter hit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right, of course, yeah. So Law's one, one, one and Brian's one, two, four, I think. Yep, 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 that's true. Uh, so yeah, I think in general, they don't want these to be used as like Julia's one, one, one. They don't want the, you know, her old like G-Clef, launching G-Clef from like previous games. They don't want counter hit jab launches. They don't want people getting launched from minus 12 moves. They don't want like people minus 12, minus 13. They don't want like Jun and, uh, and Jin getting like one button launches on, um, on, on this kind of, on uh, yeah, block top kicks. Yeah. I think the other thing is, yeah, multi-hit moves is an interesting one. Because some of them, I'm just like, why, why wouldn't you want this? Mm. I think the reason why is that they don't want to replicate Geese's back too. <laughs> and they don't want to bring, uh, because, or like Akuma stuff. Because in these situations, if you do like, uh, say, Akuma down 3 fireball or Geese back 3 2, there's these moves aren't hit confirmable. Akuma's down 3 fireball is not hit confirmable as into the FADC or anything like that. But it's the fact that there are two elements to hitting it, which means that it very rarely gets successfully blocked and punished. Hmm. It means that, like, because not only do you input the second hit when you think it's going to work, but you also have to input the cancel afterwards. So I think with a lot of the two hit ones, they were like, they don't want people to be able to do the first hit, wait, see the second hit, and then commit to the dash, you know, the two-part element of it means it's much easier to hit confirm. It's a big, I think, a big reason for why Akuma and Gisa definitely just didn't want that. They didn't want people fishing with a one hit which they could then convert into a launcher. Mm. Um, so yeah, Brian's sidestep two, for example, sidestep two one, doesn't seem like the world's greatest move, but it's not a launcher in heat because they didn't want him to have Gisa's battery two, which is crazy. So is it as simple as it's just multi-hits? Because everything that you said, whether it's under 12 frames or under 13 frames, everything that isn't a launcher seems to be multi-hit. So power ranks down forward, three plus four, uh, multi-hit. Is, is, I think, one hit. That's 13 frames. Uh, and that's not a launcher? No. Okay. They don't want people, uh, they don't want people punishing hot kicks with heat dash launchers. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which is yeah, I was thinking Yeah. Because that seems... that, that's an interesting component, isn't it? I mean, um, because then again, going back to Jin, if Jin is in heat and he gets in his 13 frames, uh, his uh, four on counter hit, he gets effectively a launch then. But now it's. Yeah. 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 And he's done a lot of damage. But again, it's a. I mean, well, it would be, I guess, I don't really know. It would be with Jin, it would be counter hit four, both punches, heat dash, crouch dash one. That'd still be quite a decent chunk of damage, but that would be you spending all your resources to do that. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's not that much if you consider that. It's again, it's a kill situation. It'd be something you would do if it finished people off, and you could. Uh, but other than that, yeah. So I think that, that's the general philosophy behind them. In most cases, it does make sense. Uh, I think 
Brian's down back both punches seems like a pointless move now. It was always a pointless move, but it, um, because that, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't launch and Mac punch does, and it's only one, and it's unsafe, and it's only one frame slower than back four. So with Brian, you're basically just, you should always just do back four uh, into Mac breaker. It's just, that can launch, it gives you better heat engager, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, there's some there's some situations where there's some stuff where I was like, I see what you were doing with this. It doesn't work with regards to this character. Yeah. But that's the, I think the general philosophies are no fishing with launchers from from heat dash heat engagers uh, in any way, whether it's defensively or like as a whether it's as a defensive counter hit tool or a punisher or a um, or a uh, like yeah, just a whiff punishing random button to throw out. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds like some sound reasoning. I think some people in the chat brought up some. Um, some inclusions to that which are single hit moves as well like Kazuya's back four uh nina's four mm -hmm. one plus two um these might just be anomalous like generally single hit moves do give you a heat dash cancel into a full launch yeah i guess you know those might be because they've got extra properties added onto them mm -hmm. i would assume you know it's just they don't want like Kazuya's back four is a homing Home move. Uh, Neither four both punches is a power, power crush. crush. Still, yeah. yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, they they clearly want you to be. The main thing is they just want to make sure that if you're launching from these, you have to commit to the to the. You know, you're not getting bonus properties on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like that sounds like sound reasoning. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Oh, guys, is there, is there anything else you want to sort of like bring up before we wrap it up? Uh, uh, just to sorry, just one question. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure because I, I didn't think of this at the time. Does uh, heat smash damage uh, differ depending on how much heat you have left? I'm not sure if you guys noticed. Uh, uh, well, um, I think it's always the same. So, so then it makes sense then. Yeah. then that you can use up your heat. So it, it never ever makes sense unless it's a kill situation to use a heat smash immediately into going after going into heat, unless it's guaranteed. Because you might as well do all the chip damage, all your utility when you have a tiny piece left. Yeah. You do heat smash and then it does the same damage. Well, I, it depends on the situation. Like some characters have let's let's say the character uh, the opponent's quite low on health. Claudio's one is a low, right? And after a heat engager, it's like, well, they're immediately in a 50-50 situation guessing for their life, right? So that's a situation where you might just want to go immediately heat engage a heat smash. Mm. That if, is... If, if, the, if it doesn't make much... If it does nothing to the damage and it's not a kill situation, hmm. you might as well take the piss with it and do as much whatever. And if you want to use it, use it as uh, towards the end, right? Generally, yeah. I, I think it's good to is... accrue chip damage generally, but... I don't think it's like, you know, Wait, Phil, like, do you think, what, what are your thoughts? I was, yeah, that's a really good thing to bring up actually. Cause I would say like, the one thing is that we're definitely, it definitely feels like a early, specifically like an early Tekken 7 situation where like some of the characters have really good 
you know, with the rage drive thing, like some characters have really good, really utilitarian ones, and some of them you're just like, I don't know what the point of this move is. I don't know what the point of Brian's heat smash is, uh, apart from, <laughs> as you said, like that's that that was uh, what as he said that was my only use for it. I was like, when I noticed that my heat was really close to the bottom, I was just like, fucking, I'm doing it. <laughs> just I'm just like me, when I was like two picks away, I was just like, it's a long range mid move that does a lot of damage. Maybe it, when it's plus on block, maybe it'll work and they'll die. Like that was, but even in that situation, like even that is niche because. In that situation, I could have done his quarter circle forward both punches, heat dash, and yeah. I would still get a com I would get a combo on hit. I would do more chip on block. The only advantage that the heat smash has is that it's slightly faster. But um, you know, it, it's, it's just the only time I would use it is if I'm I'm in a poke war and I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to run out, die. Yeah. Um, it's, like that's it. But other than that, it's, it has almost no utility. It seems bizarre compared to the characters like. Like Claudio, where you're like, this is something you should probably never have. <laughs> yeah. any, any low heat smash is king, is, is what I noticed. Any low yeah. heat smash is, is they're the best ones. The Kazuyas, the Pauls, the Claudios. Yeah, I mean, even, even the Kazuya and the Kazuya and Paul ones, I don't mind. Because they have a, a power low anyway. Yeah, yeah. the character anyway. Yeah. Still got Cell Sweep. And they've still got a demo, man. It's the fact that Claudio goes into heat and suddenly, like, <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> he's not designed know, to have like, one of those. <laughs> it was like Xiao Yu in it's like Xiao Yu in Tekken Seven, right? She she gets uh, her rage drive is hugely transformative because suddenly she gets a really damaging low, that she, unseeable low that she doesn't have. Yeah. But the difference with Xiao Yu is that she has to be back turned in a stance. She has to be back turned in a stance, and her mids from from Rain Dance stance are not good. Apart from to uh, depending on character like her war bounce, which is good, but they only added that in later and all that other kind of stuff. But like uh, giving the character with maybe the best mids in the game, <laughs> like and I include Tekken Seven and I include Heihachi, rest in peace here. Like Heihachi is hard. Heihachi's moves mids are easier to move around than Claudio's, especially when he's in Starburst. Like the. Uh, yeah, so like, it's, yeah, I, th I think you know, don't want to take up too much time, but the yeah, the the utility of of heat smashes again, like with Brian, I'm just like, I don't know what the point of this move is, yeah. like compared to everything else in heat, like it just seems seems meaningless for to spend my entire bar. I could spend like, there's so many good things I could do in heat, yeah. and this it's not even like they were like. Uh, they did taunt into um, into heat smash in the thing, and I was like, maybe that's a that's a sign. Maybe like because taunt is scaled, mm. maybe the heat smash is the only thing that isn't affected by taunt scaling. So like, it's a cool way of finishing yeah. people. No, pointless. You know, if you want, if you get a taunt, you can do taunt back four. If you've got heat, you got you do taunt back four, and you do mat punch, and they're dead. Like you get a, a whole ass combo from this. <laughs> And it, it spends all your stuff, and it's just way more rewarding. Like I, I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're there for at the moment, really. Yeah, like like Claudio, Claudio in general seems like he's basically just Tekken Seven Claudio. So back one, running two, hop kick. Uh, when he has starburst forward one plus two, on top of that, probably 
some of the strongest application of the heat system in the game because mm. it's, it's very transformative. Like for that reason, he seemed incredibly strong. Um, yeah, I like. Honestly, he seems. Yeah, I, I like. I don't want to say broken because he's not broken. He's not unplayable against, but he does seem like outrageously good. Yeah, because it, we were talking about this beforehand. Is that like we need to worry? Uh, like I was interested at how they would make installs work when they overlapped with the heat system. Right. And they've gone for the most overpowered <laughs> approach to like the most outrageous like way of doing this, which is that like when you're in heat, you just have your install forever. Mm. And <laughs> Claudio's Starburst is an outrageously strong install. Like one that was only even slightly balanced in Tekken 7 by the fact that he had terrible he doesn't have good lows. What is going on? Like he can do back one two, and again, no no like new player is going to get out of this. He can do uh is it back one two? I forget that's the move. But like his plus on block thing, he can just do this repeatedly and he like yeah. everyone's just gonna die to this. It's like you can sidestep the second hit, I'm assuming, still, but like, no one is going to be doing that at any kind of lower intermediate level. He's just going to absolutely obliterate people. More than that, like, it's it's the fact that he gets the the kicker is that, like, like, not only can he just loop, you know, some of the best moves ever in Tekken, a huge range 16 frame homing, two hits standing damage forward both, forward both punches, both punches move. Not only can he do this repeatedly in heat, as far as I'm aware, but it's the fact that when he hits you with the sweep, as the final indignity, he's still in Starburst after he's expended heat. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably needs a looking at. <laughs> it's um He really needs <laughs> like, I can't imagine that they're like <laughs> Uh, his, he has it. He has it like a, a new full screen projectile as well, which is just like oh, yeah. <laughs> instant and his full screen projectile, which is also his, which is also his twelve frame forty five damage block punisher. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like this character is uh, at the moment uh, like uh, I could not believe that people were like talking about Jin and being like, oh, this is the character people need to watch out for us. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, people are even like, apparently just like, the, the projectile is hard to sidestep? Yeah, it's because it's so fast. Like, you know, with, with Hadoukens, you can, you can see them coming from a mile away, you just step them, but you have to really, like, you have to time your sidestep to be right after. He does a kick before it. So you have to react yeah, to the kick. Back, and whatever it is, is it back 4-2? It's 4-2, just 4-2, four four just 4-2. Four 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, you have to react to the 4, which is super hard, and do a very precise sidestep. It's like, this is... And if you block it, it's a chunk of chip damage. <laughs> so, um, not to mention he has, an, he has a powered-up version of his running too, which does, like, extraordinary damage, mm -hmm. chip or not. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Claudio is... Uh, yeah, that character, like, he is easily, I think, the 
the character that like jumps out as, as being like it needs to be uh, like they need to really go back to the drawing board <laughs> like seriously like this character is I, I don't know like the interactions of these things are, are like not they're not good <laughs> like you will wipe out every you might be able to like if you you'll because you'll just have to learn how to sidestep back one two and block every time because mm. if, if he if he rocks yeah as he is but like he will he will absolutely crush every intermediate player ever he still I mean, he does he's really hard for intermediate players in tekken 7. <laughs> the fact that like he's, if people hate playing that character now but i i, I don't even know how you like I mean, like, they should just get rid of the sweep. They just shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, there's, there's so many things where I'm just like, this, like, this character just shouldn't be designed in this way. Um, yeah, it's it, like the, the, the infinite Starburst, it just has to go. Either, either it has to go or Starburst just has to be a completely different, it has to be a completely different install. It, it's really funny because I think they tried to make it more, like, honest and actually more approachable to play against an intermediate level by removing the, the tie your shoelaces the down two too but then they just give him a straight up like real ass like unseeable health sweep um, he's impressive yeah well I think, it's, I think it's professional, but maybe it's because it's an early build of that character specifically yeah 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 because yeah. you know when they announced the cnt they announced that he was in there before they did the trailer mm -hmm. right yeah and they pulled the trailer just before the cnt so I think it was just an early build, but it's interesting what they'll the changes they're going to have to make. But there was a lot that was just it, quite overwhelming. Yeah, I, I get the feeling. Like, like sorry, yeah, I, get, I get the you feeling. Just, go on, go on, go on, sorry. Yeah, you sorry, you got it. I just get the feeling. I think you brought this up before that for the CNT they were rushing out to get the most stable build, and at that time Claudio was just sort of bunged in there, you know. Um, okay. And. Yeah, like there's other stuff too, like his down forward one guaranteeing jabs. Like that clearly seems, I hope it's a mistake. I mean, it, just, it seems like they just didn't, didn't have much time for QA from that character before they threw yeah. it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what, what concerns me is that like down forward one guaranteeing jabs is, seems like, an, like that just seems like a, something you can miss in, in testing. Mm. Infinite Starburst in Heat, sorry, five attempts at Starburst in Heat is. Uh, that's a philosophical uh, choice. That's a design choice. Yeah, that's, a, that's like a design choice. Someone was like, that seems like a good idea. Like this, because uh, like, how are you supposed to get out of it? Like, you can't, you can't sidestep the character. Like, oh, I mean, the whole point of, I, I get, oh, should I use Brian's really good power crush against it? That's a great idea. Um, but, um, but yeah, he's just like, is the, He's already a character. His main thing is that he's incredibly difficult to move around in Tekken 7. Mm. And that he balances out with like poor, um, with uh, like not great lows and not amazing counter hit tools up close. No. Um, but as it stands, it just seems like he has, it's going to make him impossible to move around when he can just loop plus frame things over and over again. And you will never be able to do anything because essentially the equivalent of a rage drive is always waiting for you, which is forward both punches, both punches, which is, again, I can't <laughs> emphasize this enough, one of the best moves in Tekken. Um, and he gets five chances to do it. <laughs> or his or his plus frame mid-mid knockdown wall splat move. 
which he can do from uh, presumably from while standing or from standing position. I think uh, baffling. I think probably the, the the easy way to sort of nerf him is to increase the heat expenditure on all of his starburst moves. So instead of five, he can do maybe two, three one. tops, one, yeah. one. Yes, yeah, so just yeah. I I in no way did I ever think when they were announcing this character that starburst and heat were going to be aligned. I was like, he's still going to have to he's he's going to have to hit you with separate things. Or I was like, they're going to dra dramatically. Or it's just his starburst will just be like he hits you. He does a starburst move once and it's gone, like it is in this game, like it is in Tekken Seven. Like five attempts at starburst for free is is mad. <laughs> is, is his down four three one a heat engager as well? Yeah, well, not, not down four three one. It's uh, three one, I just think, right? Three one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the old is is that his? Uh, okay, so I, it's not his. Uh, it's not his old down four three one. Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Because that also would have been the best heat engager in the game if it had been if it had been present. But yeah, he's, he, he's the the only character that uh, he's one of the only characters that really clearly obviously needs fixing. He's another character that benefits from the the slightly wacky and inconsistent block stun. I don't know if you guys ran into this, but his down forward two, the counter hit mid punch, is really hard to to punish on block. Like the, the block. Oh, it just always has been. Yeah, it's just, it, I find yeah. it especially hard now. So um, yeah, it's it's sort of like a win god fist on block situation. Like especially online, depending on the uh, on the mm -hmm. connection. Like they just do it and then duck afterwards and, and kill you for trying to punish it. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I was sort of. I, I found it always like that. I'm, I'm always really happy with myself if I remember to punish it because it just looks like tons of other characters' moves which are safe. Yeah. Like, you trained yourself not to walk into like Miguel, Savage Down Forward 2, and all that other kind of stuff. And then you just got this move which looks just like the rest of them, but it's actually minus 13. I think we've gone through quite a lot of stuff today. We've gone through like just a general roundup of thoughts on Tekken 8, the systems. Um, the nitty gritty, the throw system, the tornado uh, changes, like the overall philosophical thrust of the game, to movement, to some character stuff as well. Uh, yeah, we didn't actually manage to talk about netcode and whatnot. Maybe, maybe for another time. But that, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But, but yeah, is, is there anything you want to bring up before we wrap it up? Uh, not that I can think of. We can always, yeah, always, always stuff to touch on later. Yeah, there's, there's a as you say, I mean, there's so much with this CNT. Um, I think the netcode is, is a big thing. There's still many more characters to talk about. Um, the latest reveals, so nothing is a small topic um, mm. with this CNT yet. So, yeah. I think we'll probably uh, do another one of these in, in a couple of weeks and kind of hit the, the points that we didn't this time and a, few, a bit more character discussion and, yeah. Yeah, there's lots, of, there's lots to talk about yeah, over the coming months and whatnot. So, guys, thanks so much for doing this. This was, this was awesome. It was, it was great fun. Great fun. Thank you. Yeah, have a lot of fun. Having a, always a pleasure. Hey, pleasure is all mine. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Thank you.